All right, we're live. Welcome back. I'm Hank Strange, and we are live. We're talking today about, of course, unfortunately, there's been a shooting in Virginia, um, basically an attack against the Republican Party. And um, that's that's kind of like breaking news. And I want to discuss that right now with the folks out there. So joining me is Robert but Butler of Canals Tactical, right? Did I? Yeah, right. So there you go. So Robert Butler's here. He is a uh, firearms trainer. Has got a whole bunch of other things going on. Um, uh, do you want to do like a quick intro, Robert, before we get into the news? What's going uh, on? Yeah, here? I can do that. Um, yeah. uh, my name's Robert Butler. I own and uh, operate Canine Tactical Group. We're a uh, firearms training academy based out of Colorado, but we train nationally. Uh, okay. Pretty much train everything from basic pistol to advanced carbine, precision rifle, and what I want to talk about today, based on the events of today, uh, is the importance of medical training. And we do also offer a medical course. So, yeah, that's an absolutely good point. You know, I think uh, everyone, a lot of people, including me, were guilty of we buy guns. Yep. And we don't train as much as we should. And then even when we train, we don't consider that there's a, a medical aspect to this that may come into play, even if there's nothing with guns involved. Right. Right. Well, the way I look at it is and, and what I tell my students, especially in firearms classes, is you're, you're much more likely to use a trauma kit in your day to day life than you are your gun. Uh, you think about, you know, not even just current events, what happened, you know, today. Um, but you know, car accidents, rolling up on car accidents. I, I mean, a lot of my students have rolled up on car accidents before and not known what to do. Uh, active right. shooter scenarios, active killer scenarios. I used to be a law enforcement officer here in the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can tell you in an active shooters, uh, scenario, the police aren't going to help you if you're injured. So you're, it's up to you to help yourself and help others around you in, in those types of scenarios. And, and one of the things that's often overlooked and largely ignored in the firearms training industry is the medical side of things and the importance of it. Uh, and I think today's events is a good demonstration of, you know, why that medical training is important. I, I believe somebody used a, uh, a makeshift tourniquet to try to stop the bleeding on the, uh, some of the injured victims. So, um, you know, I'm not yeah. a big fan of, of improvised tourniquets because they typically don't work, but okay. it demonstrates, you know, how fast things can happen and how important that medical training can be. Right. I mean, do you think that it's better than nothing or do you think nothing's better, um, you know, nothing's better in that situation because it doesn't work? I'm just curious. Uh, I typically don't recommend people use their belts as tourniquets. Mm -hmm. uh, we've demonstrated it in class. Uh, Sean Heron, you might know who he is. He's our yeah, uh, I know our, Sean. Yeah, he's our TCCC instructor. Right. Uh, we've demonstrated in class that uh, you can't really stop a you know stop that 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 distal pulse with with just a belt, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so um, is it better than nothing? Well, we've we've got uh, some photos that we show in class where it was actually unsuccessful in combat. Okay. Uh, there were four or five improvised tourniquets placed on an individual's leg and he ended up dying uh, because they were one placed incorrectly and two, they weren't wow. with tourniquets. So. Okay. Okay. Well, and I think what was good, let's, you know, let's discuss since we're here at the beginning of this, what happened. Mm -hmm. So basically from uh, my understanding of looking at the news early this morning, I think it was sometime around 7 a.m. There was a practice being held in Virginia. 
you know, obviously this area is uh, close to D.C. And um, there's a there's a baseball game that happens between Democrats and Republicans. And I think there was a practice going on for that game. I believe it's like a charitable game that happens uh, at least I think it's every year. I don't know if there's a series or anything involved. And someone uh, there's a gentleman that came into this and uh, I think his name is out there right now. Looks like James T. Hodgkinson, the third 66 from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like whenever you do things, they definitely put a, a, a middle name in there with you. I don't know if that's like deliberate. Um, so he was there. He got into the shootout with police. He, you know, he came looking for the Republicans. He he apparently made sure that these were Republicans and then started shooting. And um, I'm just going to read something here from uh, I believe there was a statement from uh, Rand Paul, who was uh, who was there. You know, let me see. I'm trying to find this. Uh, let's go through this. Okay, so here we go. A gunman unleashed a barrage of gunfire Wednesday at a park in Alexandria, Virginia, as Republican members of Congress held a morning baseball practice, wounding five people, including House Majority Whip Steve Scalise. Okay, and so um, a Facebook page believed to be Hodgkinson includes pictures of Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders and rhetoric against President Trump including a post that reads, Trump is a traitor, Trump has destroyed our democracy, it's time to destroy Trump and company, etc. And then I think it was Rand Paul was there and said that it was a good thing that there were actually a police with mm-hmm. uh, Representative Scalise because they were able to, um, to, you know, defend against this guy, fire back and eventually take him down. I believe that, that he's dead right now, that he uh, died in custody. But Rand Paul was saying that if the police weren't there, this guy would have killed a lot more people. And the only reason the police were there, I think, is that Scalise is like a high ranking member of Congress. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's really interesting to me that not all members of Congress have, uh, you know, police protection. So uh, what do you think about that? Uh, it, it's it's kind of flabbergasting, to be honest. I mean, they're. Right. Uh, you know, especially in today's political climate. I mean, right. it, it's, I hate to say it's nothing new because this has been going on for decades and decades. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in the 70s and, right. um, you know, it, it, it's nothing new. But, you know, the political climate today is a little bit more charged, uh, you know, for different reasons than, than it was back then. And I think more people are taking action against or violent action against representatives at a more frequent uh, or I think the yeah, in the 70s, the only thing that I remember hearing, because I, I, I was born in uh, in the 70s, I'm a 70s right. baby, I'm 45 years old. The only right. thing that, that comes to my memory is what happened in Jonestown, Guyana, which, right. you know, um, that's I happen to be born in Guyana. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah, I mean, it, it's it's much more violent now uh, as far as, you know, targeting uh, officials. And it's kind of it's. I was kind of taken aback by the fact that, you know, why don't these people have uh, more security available? Uh, yeah. You know, what do you do? I mean, uh, do we assign a police officer to every member of Congress? That's, that's kind of ridiculous as well. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we to, have the resources to do no, it. I mean, no, there's def- no way. 
Right. And definitely they should be defending themselves. And I think I think there there's probably yeah, there's probably a lot of people out there asking, like, how come these Republican representatives, how come there was none of them that was defending themselves? I, I'm not saying all of them, but you would expect that some of them, you know, they're supposed to be pro-gun guys, right? The NRA you is think. rating these guys yeah. as, you know, like giving them A plus or whatever, you know, that they're gun guys. Are they actually carrying guns? Do they really believe in that? Do they practice what they preach? You know, I'm not trying to blame them for anything, but he, here's like a very blatant reason. And you yep. know what? I just did remember something recent. I mean, obviously, we had what happened to um, what was the representative, her name uh, in, in Arizona? Um, um, Gabby Giffords. Yeah, Gabby Giffords. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't show you something, if you believe in guns, you're a Second Amendment guy, you're out there getting our support, you should be defending yourself. Everywhere you go, especially in the capital, you should realize that, you know, freedom is under attack right now. Yeah, you're a target. I mean, even, you know, some of my uh, friends that are still in law enforcement, that badge is a target. Um, right. You know, your, your, your political, you know, beliefs uh, are becoming a target. Um, right. you know, if you're a soldier, if you, go, if you go out there, if you're in the military, you know, and you're in uniform, you're a target. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even uh, even when I was in the military, uh, we were told to, to fly without our uniforms, uh, you know, because yeah, the climate back. I'm a Cold War survivor, so I mean, right. even the climate back then, you know, we we were told mm-hmm. not to fly in uniform. So, right. uh, you know, y- y- if you're going to be a target, uh, and and you know, every citizen, it seems nowadays, is that uh, it's your responsibility to to one get the training to be able to defend yourself, and then two. Defend yourself. I mean, it's everybody's Absolutely. right to defend themselves. Uh, why aren't we doing it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on a second. My barber is sure. getting out of here. I just got my hair cut. I know that. <laughs> okay. Thanks for coming in to cut my hair. Mo money is in here. You know, um, if if you need any, you know, if you need anything on the way out there, just let those guys know. Okay. okay yeah, I thought about the, the vacuum. I don't think yeah. it'd be a good time, right? No, now. I'll I'll take care of it later. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that little quick break here. Oh, I, was supposed to be get, I was supposed to be getting a haircut today. I was scheduled for an appointment and he was nice enough to actually come into the studio and take care of that for me. Let's see. Check that out. Evidence. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I had to, I cut mine off. Uh, I'm only going to yeah. do it during shows. So. Okay. Yeah. You're a fellow <laughs> Mohawk guy. I was going to yeah, say, where's but, it at? Yeah, I got, I got, I cut it off until the yeah. next show. Yeah. My right. girlfriend said it doesn't look very good on me. So. Yeah. So to get back to the thing, you anyway, know, back on topic. Right. One of the things that I believe is a Sevis passum parabellum. Right. If you right. seek peace, you must first prepare for war. Right. You know, and and I really believe that. I mean, I really do seek peace. I want peace and tranquility, and I want to be able to enjoy all the freedoms that we have here in America, and that people should have around the world. But we have to be prepared to defend that. We don't have things that we don't defend that we can't fight for, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is an unfortunate example of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and like I said, I, I why nobody else was armed and why people rely on law enforcement solely for their personal protection. This goes beyond just what happened today, but there's so many people out there that think that the police are supposed to protect them. And I think this is probably you've probably addressed this in the past. Yeah. You know, the police have no statutory responsibility to protect a person. Uh, and that was a Castle Rock case that went to SCOTUS uh, right up the road from us. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so why aren't these representatives, um, you know, defending themselves? Why are they relying on the police or guards or Secret Service or anybody uh, to provide protection for them? Uh, it's beyond me. I mean, this could have been stopped a lot sooner um, than it was uh, with, a, with fewer injuries had somebody had the training and been armed and been able to engage that individual. Right. Uh, absolutely. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people think like, hey, why do I have to defend myself? Why do I need guns? Uh, Police officers are out there. They're specially trained to uh, (laughs) deal with those situations. And I think that uh, obviously I'm not a police officer. I think I don't know if you've had experience in in that realm. I think you have, right? Yeah, I was a former law enforcement or peace officer here in the state of Colorado. I was a Colorado Ranger. Uh, basically, okay. take the Texas Rangers, transplant them to Colorado. That's what we did. Right, exactly. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, this is my understanding. You guys are coming there to fill out reports. Well, it depends on the situation. In an active active shooter environment or, or active shooter role that we had today, you know, the, the law enforcement role is to go in and stop the threat. Um you know, when we go, th- we went through the the, sh- the active shooting school. Uh, the the words were a little bit different, but uh, I won't repeat mm-hmm. them here. Yeah. But you know, the the goal is to stop that threat, um, and that's why I men- mentioned the medical training before because you, they'll walk right by somebody bleeding out. They they have to stop the threat. That's their responsibility and their goal. Okay. Um, it's your responsibility to defend yourself. It's your responsibility to provide your own medical care uh, prior to, uh, you know, medical. Uh, be- so, so, what kind, so, so, OK, so let's paint a picture there. So the, the first responders that are trained for active shooting, mm-hmm. understandably, they're trained to walk right past you. You know, you're bleeding out, but they've got to find that threat. Right. And right. neutralize that threat. Um, right. Are there first responders that are trained to come in behind them to deliver medical care? Well, it's been my experience, uh, even currently, that uh, EMT, EMS will not even enter the scene until the scene's secured. Yeah. So, so I mean, right the there. Is no. I mean, the answer is yeah. no. I mean, you're, you, right. you've got, if you, 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 take a, you take a femoral or a brachial hit or something like that, you got three minutes and you're gone. Three minutes. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, how long yeah. does it take for a person to bleed out? Yeah, well... If you take a if you take an arterial hit and you don't you don't um, mm-hmm. you know treat that wound, I mean it, it's wow. less than three minutes. Oh, yeah. So I mean, the, if if anything has you know if if anything here, like you said in the beginning, people really have to take you know the initiative. And even if you don't believe in guns, you've got to realize that right. there's a there's a potential here that you know you can be in any kind of situation not just an active shooting situation you can be in any kind of a situation where something some kind of accident happens to you You could be out in the woods you could be you know anywhere anytime car accident you know it could be another person it could be someone that you really care about and all of us including me i mean i've I've got to admit that i've done some training but i've not Mm -hmm. done um, that intensive medical training that we need to do. And right. uh, that's the thing that we're statistically most likely to face, right? Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, some of the things that we teach in our school, um, I mean, we don't, we're, we're firearm centric, obviously, because we are a firearms training academy, but we teach a lot about the science of shooting mm-hmm. and things that will actually save your life in an encounter. And the first mindset, you have this, you have mindset at the top, the top of the list. I mean, if you have a positive mindset, what we call a warrior mindset or defensive mindset, you're going to win the fight regardless of what happens. Um, 
And then we have underneath mindset, we have tactics. Okay. If you have superior tactics, that adds to, you know, to your, to your ability to survive a situation. And sometimes those superior tactics include, uh, you know, moving to a position of tactical dominance where you can observe and gather information, um, cover concealment, knowing how to evade a, a threat. If you don't have something to counter that threat, underneath that comes skill, your skill with a firearm, your skill with medical training, whatever. And then finally comes the gear. Um, you know, case in point, the Orlando shooting, uh, the nightclub shooting, uh, the individuals that retreated into the into the bathroom during that shooting. Right. Um, you know, I always say, you know, out out when that when that shooting started, there was really nothing anybody could have done, regardless of whether or not they were armed, because there was really no way to to PID the threat, right. or positive ID the threat. So some of those people, you know took the initiative and evaded barricaded into a uh, into a bathroom and and then started texting oh i'm scared he's coming whatever and they forgot to fight back they didn't have the defensive mindset or that warrior mindset that they were going to survive this encounter they didn't have the gear they didn't need the gear because what's in a bathroom right that you can use as a weapon and if you've ever had 11 people rush you i don't care what weapon you have you're probably going to get you know, mm-hmm. probably gonna lose the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and so we teach a lot of that in, in our training. You know, you don't have to have the gun, but you have to have the mindset, the tactics, and the skill. Right, because it has to be there. I mean, you know, in a situation like that, I'm going to assume if you barricade yourself in the bathroom and that guy has control of the situation, he could he could set that building on fire. And I think we, oh, yeah. we recently had something overseas where a guy where one guy was doing that and killed a lot of people. Um, well, it was the largest. Uh, it was actually the largest mass murder in history. I think it was a club in New York too. Um, God decades ago yeah um, yes yeah, so i remember that, yeah, that i think yeah. we had something in the philippines in a casino right, just recently yeah, in, yeah yeah so that's not you know to run and hide and like barricade yourself into a corner which you have no way of escaping you know right. that's it's, not necessarily a solution either yeah. you know i mean what yeah. are you going to do like kick through the wall yeah no i mean if you have no no out i mean uh, to me the bathroom was a pretty bad place to go because you do have to have an egress point there's no way out yeah. other than the door you came in yeah um I mean, uh, having having said that, now they went in there and the individual came in and they did nothing but beg for their lives and they all became victims. Right. Um, you know, and that's, and that's what ha- I mean, this, you know, these are people who are intending on going out there and doing that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so let me just uh, cut in here for a second. Just uh, for anyone who's uh, leaving comments, please leave the comments. I'm going to try to get to those. Robert, I don't know if you can see any of the comments. If you do, let me know. I think from from where I'm at, it's very difficult to keep up with it. So it looks like uh, today is President Trump's 71st birthday. I think there were some things that were going to go on, but he did release a statement. I'm just going to read that real quick. President Trump, whose 71st birthday is today, spoke in response to the shooting earlier this morning, which appears to have specifically targeted Republican representatives. Um, And then this is on the truth about guns. Uh, The assailant has now died from his injuries. The FBI is leading the investigation. Many lives would have been lost if not for the heroic actions of the two Capitol Police officers who took down the gunman gunman, despite sustaining gunshot wounds during a very, very brutal assault. I I can't confirm it. Someone else could let me know. I think this guy had an AK and he had some kind of uh, he had some kind of rifle and uh they're assuming it's an AK. I think some witnesses said it was an AK. I mean, you, it's really difficult to miss. 
um, whether or not that's an AK. And um, he ha- also had a handgun. And uh, I've, uh, before I came in, I saw some video that was released by uh, in general media. It looks like where this event was taking place, there was like some kind of thick glass. I don't know if it was bulletproof, but you can see some of the uh, the actual rounds that impacted on this glass. So, I mean, this looks like a brutal thing. And even though these these officers, like even though these congressmen didn't necessarily have their own security, I don't understand why when they get together in groups like that, you wouldn't have um, extra security. Uh, I'm going to continue to uh, to talk about what uh, Trump said here. He says, everyone who serves in our nation's capital is here because above all, they love our country. Our children deserve to grow up in a nation of safety and peace. Always remember those who serve and keep us safe. And, uh, you know, it goes on here. And then then comes the statement that I was talking about from Senator Rand Paul, who Mm -hmm. was playing in the outfield. And he says, I think with absolute certainty, nobody would have survived without Capitol Hill police. Nobody else had a weapon. So he was just killing everyone. It would have been a massacre without them, meaning the police. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, I believe that. I mean, it's, you know, I believe it, too. It's just unfortunate that we're in a situation where, I mean, these are supposed to be the leaders of, of our of our country, you know, and I know we're on the other side. We're all on opposite sides here and we're divided and everything. Uh, are these guys not aware of the situation that they're in and the danger that they face and that the war is not just abroad, that it's here? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, you know, when when. You know, I go out in the morning, I I prepare myself for anything. Um, it's not paranoid, it's just prudence. Um, of course, I'm not a, I'm not as much of a target anymore as they are. Uh, but you would think that that one would would assume, well, we're going out to a baseball field. We're this is a soft target. Yeah. You know, this, you know, complacency kills, you know, yeah. and I think that's what where they're where they're at right now is. You know, well, we're we're in the Capitol. We're you know, in we're congressmen. Supposedly, we're congressmen. Yeah. Why, you know? Uh, yeah, we've got free health care for life and all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you're a target, yeah. and yeah. and uh, you know, I think they take it for granted. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of unfortunate that you know, not just congressmen, but a lot of people have this attitude that like I, I'm going to go back to it. Somebody else is going to protect me, right. uh, or they assume it's not going to happen to them. Uh, I mean, I've been involved in situations as a civilian, you know, because I travel quite a bit. I mean, two o'clock in the morning, I'm getting gas at a 24 hour gas station. The gas stations close. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and four guys pull up and try to block me in. This happened to me. Wow. Okay. You know, as a civilian, yeah. you know, uh, bad guys, bad guys are looking bad for guys are, targets. Yeah. yeah. If they look for soft targets and, and, you know, a, a bunch of political figures uh, playing baseball. That's yeah. a pretty soft target with two with two officers around. Yeah, really? absolutely. And you know what's you know. the other part of this equation, Robert? Um, I mean, ever since the election, we've had celebrities and other people who are actively calling for a rebellion, for violence, for action to be taken against Trump. And I'm not just talking about Kathy Griffin that right. like um, decapitated him in effigy. You know, uh, Madonna had a bunch of statements like blow up the white house and, and we can go on and on here with celebrities and, and people of note 
who have been calling for this kind of stuff. And if the if the shoe was on the other foot, I mean, if we go back to when Obama was president and, and there were some people that were doing this, I mean, it was right. wrong then. It's wrong to, then. It's wrong now. Yeah. And it's wrong now, but it's, it has like more power because there's people who are more at the forefront of society just because they're celebrities. You know, I, I th- this is the problem with celebrity. So, I mean, I think that they have to realize that this stuff was happening. And if they didn't, this should be something that to really bring it to their attention, that this yeah. is what you can potentially create where you go when you go out and you attack people in effigy. And you call for an open rebellion when we had like a fair and square election. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, the 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 Hollywood celebrities that that are actively, you know, calling for revolt. I mean, that that that's criminal. Right. Um, you know, it's inciting riot. Uh, it's sedition. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, well, people are going to, yeah, people are going to talk about like the freedom of speech and et cetera, which I agree with, but you know, well, it, it, there, there is, yeah. there is a limit to that. I mean, when you, right. when you're talking about overthrowing a, a government um, and, and armed rebellion and violence inciting violence and threatening a president, uh, you know, even, even, you know, Bar- Barack Obama, who I, I despise the man. Mm-hmm. Um, however, right. I never called for him to be killed. I never right. hung the man's, you know, effigy up in, you know, up in my window. You know, right. uh, you you respect the office of the president, whether or not you agree with him or not. Uh, I mean, I served under Bill Clinton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, I mean, regardless of whether you know? regardless of whether it, it, we voted for him or we agree right. with it, his politics or we support right. him, you know, uh, in America, this person is a president. You know, when they right. become president, they're all our president. And right. we have the right to disagree. We have the right to voice our opinions. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a lot of things wrong. And I know that people on our side did do things in effigy against Obama. I've oh, personally I've personally yep. always been against that. I don't think that's right. a, I don't think it's a good thing. There's a, there's lots of reasons why I don't think it's a good thing. Um, and people on our side did do that. But that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't. And, and it and, you know, the tit for tat thing, um, the, the reach of the people who did that. And I'm not. Uh, is much more limited than the reach of the people that are are inciting violence against Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of right. the Hollywood figures out there have millions and millions and millions of fans that they influence. Yeah, tens of uh, millions. I mean, you look way back at you know at, at the at uh, you know um, the uh, attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. Why did that happen? Somebody was trying to impress a Hollywood figure. Right. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so people. And they have more power today than they had then, oh, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, somebody can make a statement um, and it doesn't take much to put somebody who's already on edge over the edge uh, right. and start acting as has happened today. So uh, it's a dangerous uh, it's a dangerous thing. And, and, you know, when you talk about freedom of speech, I mean, I served two decades ensuring people had the right to, to free speech and, and expression and press and everything else. Um but, you know, I mean, I, I'm not one to, to limit the First Amendment at all. You, you still have, have to have right, human right, But there are ramifications to those rights. Right. If it's sedition or if it's if it becomes criminal. Yes, you have the right to say it all day long. Say it. Do it. Do whatever you want to do. But there, there there's consequences to your to your actions. And, and my problem right now is there's there's no consequence to those actions. 
You know, when somebody, when somebody, you know, oh, it was just freedom of speech. It was an artistic expression. Here's Donald Trump's head. And what happened? Nothing. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, so what, what should become the consequences? I know lots of people are concerned about this out there. You have people who are, you know, because like people are defending it because they're comedians. And, you know, yes, I like, we, I mean, we can't, I don't think we can, we can make it more clear, you know, we believe in freedom of speech. You know, I understand people being comedians and things that they do that are funny. However, you know, there are, there's consequences for the things that you put out there in the world. And whether you believe it or not, you know, when you do things in effigy, I mean, this is basically like going back to, I mean, you're, you're like casting a spell, you know, right, you're, you're right. practicing black magic. You're wishing bad things on people. And and then bad things happen and some people out there see what you do and then it becomes like a, a group of people wishing these bad things and, and and bringing them to fruition. And then we have people in our society who are desperate for that kind of attention or adoration. They think they're going to get something from these people who spark these things, which a lot of times people are just doing these things to, you know, themselves. And I'm talking about the celebrities just want more attention, you know. Mm -hmm. So what do we do with that? You know, how, how do we how, how do we bring those people to task? You know, it, uh, because there's people who are afraid of that. Like, well, what happens now? Yeah. It, then it becomes a slippery slope. I mean, I understand right. the argument and I really do understand the argument, but enforce the laws are on the books. I mean, there's some things that that do push the boundaries of, of free expression. Um now, was that a direct threat toward the president? And, you know, you've got all the legalese that goes along with that. You know, some would argue it's not a direct threat from the to the president. However, it incites people and entices people to perform acts and actions against the government, as we've seen today. Right. But we've, uh, got lots violent of, we've, we've had lots yeah. of it. I mean, like this stuff I'm seeing online here, Sarah Silverman. Um, oh, yeah. Encouraging uh, a military overthrow of President Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. It's Silverman. Oh, don't even get me started on that, girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, crazy. you know, there's there's other things here. You know, uh, we, we've got lots of celebrities and all kinds. Of, I, mean, I mean, honestly, we've even got some politicians, mm -hmm. you know, that are pushing this kind of thing. So, right. you know, what do we do? Do we just shun these people in society? Do we refuse to consume whatever it is that they're producing, you know, in terms of if it's movies or whatever kind of entertainment, you know, well, we need, we need a, we need a strong investigative branch. Uh, you know, we need, we need a strong attorney general. Uh, we need somebody to really, in, in the DOJ start looking at, is this criminal? Yeah. I mean, inciting a riot is criminal. Yeah. We also need these people. I mean, you know, you and I are old guys. I mean, I'm yeah. old enough to remember when people did things like this, where people yeah. did these bad things and they were they took responsibility and they resigned and they they you exactly. know they came out of public life. It seems right. like nowadays, I mean, I was, you know, I was reading about I refused to watch the press press conference from uh, you know, Kathy. Kathy uh, Griffith, uh, Griffin? Gifford. No, Gifford, no, no. Right. Oh, uh, I'm talking about this comedian. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even want to think about her, but I was reading that you know she said Trump broke her. So, so, so basically, she did something horrible, and it wasn't her fault; it was his right. fault. And it then she wants. Victim. Right. She wants everyone to feel sorry for her. Probably started yeah. up like a GoFundMe and. 
Yeah, it's it's a victim Insane. mentality. It's a victim mentality. Yeah. I mean, everybody's a victim nowadays, and and I think that that's a core of of some of the problems that are that are happening in the country today. Is people have been now brought up to be the victim. It's always somebody else's fault. You can't take personal responsibility anymore. Uh, because something else caused me to do this. My dad beat me up when I was a kid, you know, or, you know, Trump broke me and I, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. Well, you killed your own career. Right. It was nobody else's fault. You chose to do that. Nobody made her do that. And, you know, nobody made this guy go out and shoot, you know, uh, a, a bunch of elected officials. He did it himself. I'm sure if he was still alive, he'd probably blame somebody else, you know, but it, yeah. it, we, we become a society of victims. Um, and, you know, I think that's a lot of the problems that we're seeing now. I mean, so your candidate didn't win. So get over it. I mean, we got over, over it. it. I mean, yeah, we, we, I had we, to we, deal with eight years of Barack Obama, right. just like everybody else did. You know, right. uh, I thank him for selling a bunch of guns because a lot of people got training, you know, thank you very much. But uh, you know, uh, but get over it. You know, this is the this is the the constitutional republic that we live in. You know, right. uh, you know, I I've heard it and heard it and heard it. Oh well, you know, he didn't win the popular vote. Yeah, whatever. But that, that's why we have an electoral college because we don't want California and New York electing our our president uh, for 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 eternity. Um, well, if you look at it, you know, just to stick on that point right there, I mean, if you go mm -hmm. back to eight years ago, right, as gun guys, we weren't happy. We were out there. We would, you know, we were doing things. We had rallies and stuff like that. I, I don't yep. think, you know, and, and some of us behave badly for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I want to do with this platform that I have is expose some of that bad behavior. But we're right. gun guys. We're out there training. We've got guns and stuff like that. And we didn't come anywhere near or close no. to this. As a matter of fact, no. we were, you know, we, we've been pushing for people to be responsible. Right. Well, let me tell you a story about Colorado in July, in July 2013, you know, or January 2013. And, and the laws went in effect in July 2013 here in the state of Colorado magazine capacity ban. Other than that, we really have some pretty, pretty uh, outstanding gun laws here in the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, what happened? The, the magazine um, one is pretty bad, though. But yeah, well, it is. Well, it's not enforced anyway. Nobody. Right. There's been 41, 41 citations, one conviction since 2013. Nobody's enforcing it. But that's beside the point. Right. But what did we do as gun owners? Right. A good friend of mine, Tim Knight, uh, who's on the NRA board, and, and a couple other individuals started a recall campaign. We recalled three legislators in the state of Colorado to include the the the, uh, the president of the Senate, um, and made one resign. Okay. okay, that's positive action. That's positive political action. That's right. what you do in a constitutional republic. If you don't agree with something, change it. If Absolutely. you don't agree with what your elected representative did, recall them. It's possible. You know, don't resort to violence because you don't agree with somebody. You know, uh, it doesn't no. make any sense to me. And, that, and that's what really kind of burns me up about things that happen that are happening nowadays with the anti-fascist movement and even the alt-right movement. And, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, they're they're all terror organizations. They're 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 terrorists. They're the result. They're, they're, they're inciting violence and taking violent action to overthrow a government as opposed to taking the political action that we should be taking as responsible voters and responsible citizens. It can be done. We proved it in Colorado. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you'll find, um, you know, when you when you look at these folks, you'll find that these guys did not actually vote. No, they didn't. No, none of them did. They didn't participate in this constitutional republic that we had. They were a victim. Somebody else right. won. I did. You know, now now I've you know, I've got to take, take action. And the only action that I understand is violence. Right. Uh, and that's where, you know, legitimate gun guys like you and a ton of us trainers out here, um, responsible students, we're not the problem, but they always make us the problem because of the actions of these few people that re that resort to violent actions to make a point or become a martyr or whatever. I don't even know what their motivation is half the time. Right. Um, and, and, and anything that happens, they tr try to like Jedi mind trick or twist it around. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. this particular thing is going to be twisted. You know, oh, yeah. um, absolutely. the media is going to try to paint this guy as a as, as some kind of like maybe disgruntled Republican if they can. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that he's a he's a Democrat, a liberal, Bernie supporter, et cetera. Right. And this is who decided to do this thing. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, for our part, we, we don't have people on our side. Obviously we do. And that's not what we, you know, like you just said, man, that's not what we're preaching. That's no. not what we're calling for. You know, I think, I, I know definitely for me, I believe that we need the second amendment in order to. Oh, be absolutely. Free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking to, um, you know, reinforce here, you know, our rights mm -hmm. to defend ourselves. And I think we're, you know, we all want to defend ourselves. One of the things, one of the things that I've been talking to people about lately is that since Trump became president, you've got like sales have got like, like they're trying to say sales have gone down in guns. And I think when they look at it statistically, sales are, are pretty high. And in some cases mm -hmm. going higher and background checks and stuff like that are still very high or breaking records. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the media, what they're saying is a lot of people that are getting guns now is the flip side, is the liberals, mm -hmm. you know, and they're even trying to say that there are a lot of black people that are out there getting guns because they're worried about white people because Trump became president. You know, yeah, I, I can't answer that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, you know me, I fully support the black community. And, and uh, I watched your show the other day with uh, uh, an interesting individual on it. I won't name his name. Right. But uh, it was your first episode. And yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it. you know, that wasn't deliberate. That's just the way that, it worked oh, out. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and the only thing I could think of is, is uh, you know, especially when he called out Black Guns Matter and, and Maj and all mm -hmm. that. It's like, how divisive is that? You know, uh, especially in a community that, uh, you know, has a lot of respected people in it. Uh, you know, he pulled the racist card about a dozen times and. And I'm thinking about guys like you and Colin Noir and, and all these people that are embraced by the gun community. And you got this guy over here saying that you're, all the white people in the gun community are racist. I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, what am I yeah. doing on Hank Strange, uh, <laughs> you know, show here? Why, why have I met you? Why, why have yeah. we known each other for a couple of years? And, and why have you right. been embraced by the gun community? But, um, you know, as far as the gun sales and to get onto that, uh, I do have a few people in, in the, you know, that are good, very good friends of mine in the gun industry, obviously. Uh, I can tell you suppressor sales are up. Gun sales are stagnant. Uh, uh, my ammo sponsor, JC Arms and Ammunition, his sales have gone down a little bit. Uh, my industry, the training industry, has kind of exploded this year. 
Okay. Uh, so what I'm kind of seeing as a trend is the people that were buying all of the guns during the Obama administration, hoarding the ammo, uh, are now realizing that they need a little bit of training uh, and, and are filling up our classes. I mean, we're selling out classes two months in advance now. Okay, that's good. Um, you know, that's which good. is I mean, a, that's a good sign. Yeah, it is. It's a good sign. People are taking the responsibility. And, you know, my students come from all walks of life. I train military. I train law enforcement. I train, you know, civilians. My oldest student's 91 years old. My youngest student's six, you know. Right. Um, so we get people from all walks of life. And, and, and they're all um, people that realize that, you know, the world is becoming a more and more and more dangerous place. In as much as the 24-hour news cycle lets them see it now. I mean, it's always been a dangerous place, but, um, you know, now they're seeing the, the the protests. Now they're seeing, you know, people blocking roads. I mean, we have a class for that. It's vehicle counter ambush course, you know. Um, so people are kind of realizing that they need to start taking some responsibility for defending themselves because I think people are finally realizing that the police aren't there to protect them. And, you know, um, my my home, uh, I live about, uh, I don't know, 60 miles east of Colorado Springs, and it takes El Paso County Sheriff's Office, you know, if it was an emergency, at least 30 to 45 minutes to get out there. Same thing with um, me. If, if I yeah. get into trouble, my, my local guys, you know, uh, yeah. they're not getting there for a while. No, it's going to be a while. I mean, even in town anymore, because police departments are so taxed, budgets are cut, um, you know, they're relying a lot on auxiliaries. I was an auxiliary officer, uh, worked a lot of weekends. Um, you know, the police presence isn't there to protect you. A lot of times they're there to take the report, you know, um, after the shooting, unless they get there while the crime's occurring. Um, yeah. You know, and that's one of the reasons why, like you and I have been discussing behind the scenes, you know, uh, getting you to come on. And here's one of the things that happened. You you were mentioning the first show and I've been set. What, what happened here is Big Daddy Guns came on board with me and decided to, to sponsor what I'm doing and then give right. me the space and the, and the broadband and the electricity and everything that we need. They haven't, you know, they haven't like given me everything because, I mean, that would be really expensive. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been moving in equipment and trying to get things together and, and put stuff together here so that we, that we can broadcast. And, and they are fully aware of what I'm trying to do. And I want to elevate the conversation, it, you know, of what's going on in the gun industry, because I think that um, there's... Uh, there's lots of people who are speaking. I won't deny that there's lots of people speaking, but it's not necessarily, you know, like my voice or your voice. And I want right. to make sure that we have a a platform that we can get on and say what we want to say. And we don't have all the political correctness or agendas yeah. of companies, you know, because yeah. that happens a lot. Oh, you yeah. Know, companies have agendas. Yep. And uh, they put their agendas out there and control conversations that are happening. And I want to get away from that. And I also want to bring good information to people and yeah. just bringing more people into the gun fold. I think people need to realize out there that guns are for everyone. Every American oh, yeah, citizen, absolutely. guns are for you. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, Right. And I want to have trainers on like yourself. And that was totally my intention. I think what wound up happening with that whole story, because it's still big, it's still going. There were lots of people who were mentioned in that whole thing. And, and I'm trying to sort that out right now. And, and, and in a way, it's a good thing, because I think the general public doesn't understand that in the gun community, that we are constantly fighting with each other. Oh, God. It, 
You know, you know, I, and you're right. I mean, I'm in the training industry. I'm one of the very few full-time instructors in the country. There, there, there aren't many of us um, that teach full-time. I mean, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of great quality, what we call hobby instructors or guys that, that teach on the weekend. Uh, they do great things. Um, but there are very few of us that teach full-time. I've been fortunate to be able to teach full-time <clears throat> for the last five years. Um, and, and our company's grown. Um, when we start talking, some of that success, so I'll kind of go back a little bit. Some of the success of the company is that we don't get involved with the infighting. You say, I, I, like I said, I mean, I didn't even mention the guy's name earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I work with some good people. You know, uh, Rob Pincus is a, is a good friend of mine. Uh, we've done classes together. All of my instructors have taken his classes. Uh, Dale Comstock, former Delta operator, we've trained with him. We've had him down. Uh, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, Jim Irwin's a good friend of mine. We do a lot of work with him, uh, you know, on and off. And, you know, you, you need to build relationships with, you know, especially within the training industry and stop this infighting thing. I mean, everybody, we're all alphas. I mean, <laughs> straight yeah, up, you know, absolutely. we all got egos. We're all alphas. We all think we're right. Um, but you've got to be objective with, especially things in training, because things do change. I mean, uh, techniques change, tactics change. Um, you and, also have to be respectful. I mean, I've known you for a while yeah. and you yeah. speak your mind. And course, you, tell, you tell me when you don't like things and, you know, yeah. we, we have to respect each, each other for that. I don't think yeah. you've ever been disrespectful about it. No. You know, you've no. always respectfully said, hey, I, you know, I don't like what I see going on there, or, you know, or this thing right. or that thing. Well, and, then, and, and then you can open a dialogue. I mean, you know, for right. example, myself and Rob Pincus, we, we had this big discussion over something really petty like reloads. OK. Um, and we talked it through. And it was a respectful conversation, and it ended up changing my mind about something—a technique we use for reloads—and we won't go into that. But, right. um, but the point is, it made me a better person. It made me a better instructor because we could objectively talk and discuss, you know, ab- about an issue. Yeah, you know? is, isn't that what made America? Isn't that what made America a better place? That we would there you go. together <laughs> and and have our differences yeah. and discuss it and you know hash it out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I but mean, it doesn't happen. In the instructor no. in the instructor world, I mean, you got wars going on between people, and I really respect Rob Pinkett and Rob Leatham for doing what they did. I don't know if you saw that they did the kind of worlds collide thing, where we had the no. gamer, you know, the competition shooter over here, and and the defensive shooter over here. Okay, and they came together and they they did a whole series, uh, you know, worlds collide, you know, the competition shooter versus the defensive shooter thing, which is a you know, in the training industry, it's a big deal. And you it's hear the, oh, the, the, and it, and you, oh, it is a huge rift. But the thing is, it's not as divergent as one would think. You know, uh, there are skills that are applicable in both sides, you know, and, I, and some of the things that people say, well, I'll get you killed on the streets. That'll get any of my instructors say that'll get you killed on the streets. We're going to have a talk because the only thing that's going to get you killed on the streets is lack of training. Yeah. Or that we went through before, the lack of the mindset, the lack yeah. of the tactics, the lack of the yeah. skill. Right. You the know? reality of the streets is that, you know, <laughs> if you see if first of all, you you're less likely to see something coming, because if you oh, yeah. people yeah, who do those things don't want you to see yeah. it coming. So you're probably not going to see it coming. If you survive it when it comes to you, you know, whatever you do at that point is going to be instinctive. And those right. instincts are going to be based on whether or not you had any kind of training, any kind of training at all. And and the, the more realistic and, and you know, training, uh, we're not going to point guns at each other like other instructors 
numbers you've had on your show. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the more realistic you make the training and the more, I mean, we start out very basic with people. Um, you know, uh, we, we talk a lot about mindset. We talk about a lot about psychology, neurology, physiology, what happens to the body under stress. And that's not uncommon in, in the industry. Um, you know, yeah. and how to so, address so let's, that. Let's, let's go back. Sure. Let's go back there a second and unpack this since we're, you know, one of the things I want to do is have like natural organic discussions. And since we're mm-hmm. having this discussion, um, the first question that comes to mind here with me, well, first of all, let me say this. I think that, that um, training with guns is a martial art, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's an extension of your hand. Right. So this is a martial art that we're practicing. There's lots of different factions or, or styles, if you if you right. want to put it that way, of martial arts. Is there some sort of governing board, or are there like multiple governing boards on this? Well, uh, well, first and foremost, you have the NRA. Uh, you have NRA training, um, and some of what they teach is is good. I think if you are a very basic shooter and a novice shooter, a lot of their programs are great. Um, they right. do have the NRA, the NRA is set up. The NRA is one. Okay. Right. The, the NRA, NRA training is one. Right. Go now ahead. the NRA is set up as like the entry level kind of how I see it. Right. So right. Well, they do have some advanced courses. Uh, okay. they have, um, you know, they have personal protection inside and outside the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have their advanced pistol, which is kind of an amalgam of in- personal protection inside and outside the home. Right. Um, the problem with NRA training, and they're trying, and I to, to credit them, they are making changes. A lot of what they teach is pretty antiquated, um, but NRA training is making some changes uh, to to curriculum uh, okay. to bring it up to kind of modern standards. Um, there's the NRA, and then there's um, USCCA has a certification program. Uh, there's combat focused shooting that, uh, you know, my friend Rob Pincus runs, um, you know, you can become a, a certified instructor for Rob and there's several other out there. Um, so, so do we really teach anything different? Prob- mm-hmm. I mean, there's not really, I mean, there are different ways to deliver curriculum. And I think mm-hmm. that's where you see the differences in styles. Um, you know, there's some things that I don't teach anymore because they don't make any scientific sense. I mean, like the weaver stance, for example, we don't even teach that because I can prove with one finger why that's bad. I can walk up beside you, push you over with one finger and you never saw me coming. You know, things like that. I don't teach the four color codes of awareness anymore because that's just bogus bull. OK, uh, you can't, quote, live in yellow all your life. Uh, you go crazy. You know, so we don't even bother teaching that. We teach awareness, general awareness. Uh but in, in, in styles of shooting, methods of shooting, um, we kind of talk about the science behind the shooting. Why do we grip the gun thumbs forward with a very extreme support hand grip angle to control muzzle rise? Okay, we need, we need to know the physiology behind why we do that. Uh, so it's really delivery. We teach in different things. Not really. I mean, pretty much everybody's teaching the same thing. But what we, we concentrate on is why this method works and we're constantly talking about you know these things with other instructors as to why you know this reload is better than this reload uh for example uh so it's kind of an evolution um right so so the question the question i was trying to get to there 
um, mm -hmm. is in terms of consumer advocacy. So the people out right. there who are seeking training, I mean, mm -hmm. this is really, this is a very important place here when someone, we're, like oh, yeah. we're advocating for people to go <laughs> yeah. get training. So oh, now yeah. when they go get training, that can go, that can go okay, it can go very well, it could go very mm -hmm. badly. Yep. So how, how do they, like, how do you suggest that a person out there who's looking for training, how do you suggest that they vet who they go to for training? Okay, well, there's a couple things. I mean, you can look at their credential. I mean, their training credential. Um, are the NRA certified? Meh. That doesn't, that doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. Um, because honestly, anybody be, can, can become an NRA, NRA certified instructor. Um, you can look at their credentials through the NRA. You can look at their credentials through any training certification body. Um, look at their background. Um, you know, look at the, read their bios, uh, and then ask questions. Talk to other people. Look at their Google reviews. Look at their reviews on Facebook. You know, look at their videos um, if they have videos. Look at their videos if they have yeah. videos. I mean, and that's you know, I don't do a whole hell of a lot of videos, and that's something mm -hmm. we're trying to change. Uh, you know, living out where I do, I don't have a whole, I don't have a great circuit. I'm over at my girlfriend's house right now. Okay, so we've got to uh, get you on here more just to talk. Yeah, because just to talk, I like yeah. to, yeah, I like to yeah. see a person talking. Yeah. You know, that that tells me a lot. Just having a conversation. I don't need to see you. I, I would like to see you training, of course. But we've, got, just, we've got videos out there. What's training? Right. Yeah, absolutely. But just to see you talking, that gives me a sense of who you are. And right. I think that when you buy anything, if you buy a car, if you buy a phone, if you buy training, because that's what you're doing. You're buying. Oh, yeah. You're buying training. a product. The product yeah. is us. Yeah. Right. And you and you and you buy the person. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, we we I do a lot of marketing. I mean, I, I market myself quite a bit, and I you know I, I don't you know publicly I don't take myself very seriously, as you know. I you know I come to I come to NRA shows and shot show with a mohawk, and I have you know Jana Reeves sign my head and Michelle Vespucci <laughs> sign my head, and it's it's a big kind of fun joke, you know. Right. But when we get out on a range, everything's pretty serious, you know, uh, because you know this is a life and death kind of kind of environment that we're in. Uh, we take our training very seriously, but our approach is. I'm listening. We, we don't, we don't train to time. We train to a standard, you know? Um, and I've had, you know, people that are, you know, novice shooters that, you know, for a four hour class and I've spent eight and a half hours with them and charge them for four hour class um, because that's our responsibility as trainers. Okay. So, so if we, if, if people out there want to know, like with you, what are your credentials uh, for training? Uh, what's your background? Because we didn't even talk about it. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was trained by Blackwater when I was a cook in the army. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That was, never mind. Okay. I can tell you actually, <laughs> you really watched obviously. I did really watch. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, and I actually started laughing. Uh, anyway, no, I, uh, I actually started shooting when I was a kid. I was I was actually in a World War II reenactment group when I was very young, um, which was kind of cool because you know I got to be exposed to a bunch of cool weapons. You know, uh, you know everything from an M1 Garin to Browning automatic rifles to uh, you know 30 cal machine guns and MP40s and FG42s and all kinds of cool World War II gear and stuff like that. So that really kind of peaked. That got my interest going into guns. Uh, and I think I was 13, 14. Uh, okay. when I started doing that, um, joined the military at 17. I was in the army national guard for about six years as a combat engineer, went on active duty, uh, when the first Gulf war started, stayed on active duty until 1998, 
got off of active duty, went back into the guard. Uh, I was a counterfire artillery asset um, in on active duty. Went back in the National Guard after uh, after my uh, eight and a half, almost nine years of active duty, uh, and then finished out my career there. Um, went into uh, I was actually in uh, tech, not information technology for a long time. Don't know why, but hey, uh, but uh, pays the bills. Pays the bills exactly. Uh, started the training school, um, you know, officially about seven years ago. Um, it's kind of a part time thing. Uh, started training full time five years ago, uh, but I had been training prior to that. Um, so your training instruction certificates came from like, do you, do you have some training instruction certificates? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm NRA certified in seven disciplines. Um, you know, I do train with others too. I mean, I demand that all of our instructors that work with me train with others as well. Uh, I've trained with Dale Comstock, former Delta operator, uh, Rob, I think all of our instructors have taken one of Rob's combat focused shooting courses. Um, I've approached Rob. He's actually going to come down at some point in time, and we're going to actually have a uh, an entire group of our instructors become combat-focused shooting instructors as well. Um, okay. Uh, I spent uh, about three years as an auxiliary uh, law enforcement officer in the state of Colorado, so tons of, you know, firearms training there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. So now let me so then let me ask you this question. If there are sure. if there are folks out there who are into guns, they believe in the Second Amendment, uh, they've done some training and they're interested in teaching and training. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know kind of how we got onto this conversation. We were right. talking uh, about the first episode and, um, you know, a trainer that came on. If someone was interested in training genuinely, um, mm-hmm. what would you suggest they do? And um are you in a position where they can come into you and, you know, start their career training? Uh, we do help. I do mentor some trainers. I mentor training counselors for the NRA as well. I've got one mm-hmm. very close friend of mine, Judson, who, uh, who, who is a trainer here locally and he down in Durango and he's actually a training counselor. So he, he certifies NRA certified instructors. Um, you know, so I do help out a lot of individuals get kind of started uh, okay. quote unquote, in the industry. Um, my recommendation is uh, get certified first. Okay. Um, and get certified with the, with the NRA. I know you mentioned the uh, NRA and yeah, then the NRA, the... you know, the NRA is probably the easiest certification that you can get. Um, the, the challenge and the problems they see with a lot of trainers is they'll go out and they'll get their bit, uh, basic, uh, you know, basic instructor certificate with the NRA, they'll they'll get certified in basic pistol and then they'll open a company the next day and within six yeah. months they fall on their face yeah basic you know, pistol um, basic pistol is definitely not enough i actually did the basic <laughs> no. pistol, the basic pistol training so that i could be certified to train in it right. and, but my intention was not to train i mean i'm obviously right. on youtube doing videos right. and i think i need some kind of instruction so right a basic pistol is is exactly that i mean nra basic pistol is meant for the people for the for individuals who have never handled a handgun before uh I think it's it, it's very effective for people who have never handled a firearm before. Uh, most right. of my students, though, are looking for uh, more advanced defensive type application of 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 the weapon itself, uh, which the NRA basic pistol doesn't doesn't provide. Um, there are other certification bodies out there. 
Um, you know, like I said, USCCA is one where you can become an affiliate instructor or a full, full-blown instructor. They have instructor courses that they teach, combat-focused shooting uh, with Rob Pincus. Um, and I, but I can tell you the CFS certification, he fails probably 30 to 40 percent, if I'm not mistaken, of the the applicants that go through. So that's a little bit more difficult to obtain. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't I don't want my trainers yeah. to automatically <laughs> pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't I mean, I don't sign all yeah. the certificates of my students either. I have students mm-hmm. fail our own classes, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's our responsibility. I mean, we've got to ensure right. that our students are competent before we, you know, sign off on a certificate that, you know, Right. Um, let me let me just break in here for a second, Robert. Yeah. OK, so uh, I'm, I'm seeing that there was another shooting. Uh, UPS says employee shoots oh, injures four at sprawling San Francisco delivery facility. Um, a UPS employee opened fire at San Francisco package delivery facility on Wednesday, injuring four and prompting a massive police response in the neighborhood near downtown, officials said. UPS spokesman Steve Gaunt told the Associated Press that, it, that an employee fired inside the facility before the drivers were sent out to do their normal daily deliveries. So, I mean, you know, we'll dig into this a little bit more. I'm sure you guys could share info on this, whoever is watching this live. Um, you know, I think that just brings up uh, once again, unfortunately, again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, this is insane as, as, you know, as citizens of America and people all over the world, we need to be able to defend ourselves in every yeah. moment of life. Yep. And when we say it can happen anytime, anywhere, it's twice in one day. Yeah, that absolutely. Place. I mean, it, it can happen anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen, I personally, even when I'm home, even when I'm home with my sweats on, I'm still armed, you know, yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. because that's the, I, to me, I think that's the moment when you're the most vulnerable. If someone just kicks in your door at this moment and, and you didn't expect it, you know, now what are you going to do? Try to get back to your right. bedroom, get to the safe right. or, you know, what are you going to do? So, um, yep. I'm sure that I'm I'm probably typical for gun guys because, you know, a lot of gun guys that are my friends, you know, we've got like guns all over the house and stuff like that. But we really we really do seriously practice. I mean, I just want to talk about this because I think there was an incident that came into the news last night of, a, of someone who was trying to teach his kids about safety and wound up right. shooting his daughter in the head. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like nuts. that's. I, I don't even know how, you know, how you function after that, but. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, you know, I, I, if you're not trained yourself, you have no right to train. I mean, you, you, yeah. you can talk about gun safety to your kids and I encourage that. Um, but you need to be really, you need to be really careful. I mean, even yeah, with my, you know, with, absolutely. With, with my kids, um, I spoke to my kids about guns and gun safety and mm-hmm. um, went you know, overboard to make sure that they understood it and that the the guns in in my home, especially when they're younger, my boys are teenagers now. So I have 17 Mm -hmm. and 18 year old boys, but you know, I went through all of that. I even like had a gun that we put, um, that we put snap caps into because I lectured them and everything. And I said, look, you know, if you see a gun, you don't touch it. You know, if you see something around, you could bring it to my attention and say, Hey dad, why is this thing you know, why, why is that thing there? But don't bring it to me. Don't touch it. And I tested them to see what they would do. And they, you know, they responded well to that, but that's not good enough. What I really did that I recommend that everyone do 
take your kids to a safety training class. Yeah, have someone absolutely. else outside of you teach yeah. your kids. It's almost like when you're teaching your kids to drive. There's nothing wrong with teaching your kids personally right. to drive. But the best thing that you can do is take them to a professional and get professional instruction because it's that important. Right. Oh, I agree. I mean, like I said, I told you earlier, my, my youngest student six, you know, um, I teach kids all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's I, sad. I mean, I, it's sad that the, the, the guy's got to live with that and he's got, I mean, I think they charge him with five felony counts of, uh, of negligent. Well, one was negligent homicide and then there was a couple other felonies. Um, you know, yeah, honestly, there's nothing that they can do that's going to uh, walk back what's already been done. It's done. And he's, he's got to live with that for the rest of his life, you know? And yeah, you know, I, I feel bad for him and his family and everything else, but you know, you can't slip. I mean, I, I mean, I teach people almost every day. Um, almost every day we've got either, you know, our scheduled classes or private classes going. It takes one time. Yeah. Well, isn't that why, um, isn't that why the instruction, like the the number one instruction that's given is like treat every weapon as though it was loaded And, and, and it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, and you have to be that way. I mean, people, it's funny when I do demonstrations or I'm demonstrating something on the range with a handgun or a carbine or a rifle or whatever. I, I check every single time that weapon comes out of the holster if I'm doing demonstrations. I check the chamber and, and people will say to me, well, well, you just put it back in. You know, it's unloaded. Yeah. It takes one time. Yeah. I get a lot of you flack um, for <laughs> I, I do that as well. But also, yeah. like I've gotten flack for when I'm dealing with AKs because it's. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the AK before anyone jumps right. on me about right. this. But also, one of the one of the yeah. problems with the AK is that, that it you know it doesn't lock back, etc. Right. So anytime I'm dealing with an AK, I'm constantly like I take out the magazine and I rack it and all that kind of stuff. And people yeah. give me flack for that, but I've actually been in a situation where there was a a negligent uh, discharge with an AK, yeah, and and it, and it was at my feet. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> it wasn't me. It was someone, yeah. you know, someone else. Oh, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna bring their name into it or anything yeah. like that. But you oh, know, and and it was literally at my feet, and there were people all around us in 360 degrees. So someone could have gotten seriously hurt in that situation, and that's yeah. the reason. And, and I don't know what it was. I mean, that's speculation. Yeah. What happened there? If like something baked off, we were shooting a lot of, we, we were shooting a lot of rounds at yeah. the time, and but that's the reason why I do it. You know, I would yeah. rather be safe than to be sorry. Oh, yeah. And like I said, it takes one time. I mean, we it, there was a situation not too long ago where uh, an individual was, they were teaching a concealed carry class and cooked off around and killed the range owner, you know, yeah. in another in another room, you know, um, mm-hmm. it takes one time. And yeah, I've heard of I've heard of stories. You know, I've heard of stories of guys in uh, gun shops, for example, where, you know, like so when you get into the gun thing and this happens a lot when you first get into it, everyone wants to show off their guns. Well, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And um, it's definitely it's definitely not a good idea to show off the gun that's on you. Right. No. Because absolutely, because it's loaded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's loaded. If you if you if you have any like common yeah. sense, this thing would be loaded because it means right. nothing to you if it's not loaded. So I, I always carry with one in the chamber. And yeah. so you you know I've heard stories like in the gun store, the you know they they're trying to show a gun to someone and they take their personal gun off of them, and so now they're unloading it and doing all these things. So when they rack the slide and do all that, then they pull the trigger. And I've heard a story of someone who did that, pulled the trigger, and there was a round in there. Yeah. 
and it well, went so, all the way through the wall, you know? Yeah, there's videos all over the internet. I'm sure you've seen them. I mean, the officer yeah. that discharged his gun, you know, in a, in a gun store, basically right. showing it off. You know, it, it happens. It happens every day. And, and as trainers, I mean, you look at us as trainers, it takes one time. Yeah. You know, and, and we're pretty much finished. I mean, we saw what happened to some other individuals, uh, you know, who, who've done things like that uh, and injured people. Uh, we had uh, the our home range, Pikes Peak Gun Club down here in Colorado Springs, um, had an individual come in and I will not name his name, um, but um, he came in and, and, and shot a student. Mm-hmm. You know, a student got shot on his watch and uh, yeah, it happens. And, and you know what? I mean, listen, it, it's like it shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like driving. Right. You can get into yeah. an accident. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, but yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. I think that, oh, yeah. you know, accidents can happen. These are not the kind of accidents that you want to happen. No, no. And, you know, so you, know, you have to practice safety. Look, I make YouTube videos. That yeah. means that sometimes we do things that are a little bit dangerous in the in oh, yeah. For the sake of making videos, etc., yeah. and and we still go out of our way. You know, it's it's really important to be safe because there's things that happen in life that you cannot you, you cannot pull it back. You yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't pull a string back once it's once it's pulled. You know, once you pull a lanyard, that round's going down range and it's going to hit something. So, um, sorry, I was an old artillery reference, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it, you, I. You, you can't be safe enough. And, and, yeah. you know, we see it too many times. I mean, the result of that individual uh, out there at Pikes Peak Gun Club causing that was they didn't accept instructors on their ranges, you know, any new instructors on the ranges for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were pretty fortunate, you know, to, uh, to have a new home over there at Pikes Peak Gun Club, you know, and they interviewed us and they, you know, they researched us and a couple of the board members and a good friend of mine, Kevin Travis helped out a lot too. Um, you know, getting us in the door, but, uh, you know, for a long time, they were really kind of gun shy about bringing instructors in, uh, as a result of that, because nobody wants right. the, the, uh, uh, the liability for it. I mean, and you look at the situation that, you know, your first show, for example, it wasn't racist. They didn't want the liability that was created by what happened at their range. You know, right. because that was dangerous. Yeah. You know, um, it was a you know dangerous thing that happened. Um, had nothing to do with anything but the fact that it was dangerous. And if it was my range, I would have done the same thing. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I think um, on the su- on the subject of of training and even like just shooting um, in in general. You know, obviously we're free. You're free to do whatever you want to do. But when you're on when you're yeah. in other people's uh, homes, when you're or in, in this case, if you're other people's ranges, you need to right. respect their rules um, because right. they have incredible liability associated with that. You can yep. put them out of business. And, and this is something that people need to think about. You are free to do whatever you want to do, but some things perhaps you need to do. Go somewhere, find your own range, find you know a piece of uh, public land or something mm-hmm. like that that you can do something crazy. And then if you unfortunately hurt yourself, then it's on you. You're not hurting other you. people. Yeah. You know, so let me just uh, do some follow up. Um, CNN, CNN is saying gunman kills two, shoots self at San Francisco UPS facility. So 
you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not happy to really have these kind of conversations. Uh, I don't know how long we've been doing this. Uh, this wasn't my intention. I want to broadcast every single day, but these aren't the kind of like conversations that I want to have about these unfortunate things happening out there. But I keep, I keep telling people, you don't have anything you de- you cannot defend. So if you think that you have a job, if you think you have freedom, you think you have a car, property, you think you have your your loved ones, you don't have them if you can't defend, if you can't defend that. And it's I don't know what's what has to happen in America for most of us to wake up. Those of us in the gun community, we're awake, but there's a lot of people out there that are not awake yet. They're not aware that this this is going to unfortunately, this is going to happen to everyone. Oh, yeah. Eventually. I mean, you're going to get yourself in a situation. I mean, I like I said, even as a civilian, you know, I've, I've run into situations myself where it was really close, you know, right. um, you know, it can happen anywhere, anytime. And, and until people wake up and start recognizing the real problems and the real problem is not the tool. Mm-hmm. And we see that in, 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 in London, you know, the real problem is not the tool. A bad guy is going to find a way to do bad things. They're going to use a car. They're going to use a knife. They're going to, whatever the case may be, we've got to get off of this fixation of the gun, you know, as a country and as a legislative body and as legislators in general, get off this, this gun thing, you know, and in terms of you're saying like, get off of the gun thing in terms yeah, of blaming off, the gun, get off the gun. It's not, yeah. Blaming the gun. It's a, it goes back to taking personal responsibility again. It's like a drunk driver saying the car made me do it, you know? Um, well, we've got, we've got lots allowing of ourselves to defend ourselves. You know, I mean, you know, you know, we don't want to make it harder for people to defend ourselves. I mean, UPS is a gun-free zone. Yeah. I mean, from what I'm and reading. In that workplace, you can't, you cannot carry an UPS. Uh, yeah. From what I'm reading here in the reports, the, I mean, this is a huge facility in San Francisco. And, right. and yeah, you're, you're, the workers there were just running, screaming, right. shooter, shooter. That's all they can do. So this guy right. was pretty much able to do whatever he wanted to do. And, and that's like. Wow. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I don't know what position we need to come to before. You know, I don't think that this is a political thing. You know, this is just a yeah, it's a it's a personal I mean, protection thing. I mean, I'll tell you a little story about UPS yesterday and I I posted on my wall about it yesterday. It was kind of comical. Vortex optics, one of my vortex scopes uh, reticle broke. Right. So I go into the UPS store. Right. And I need this thing packed really well because I've got to send it back to Vortex to get repaired. Okay. I think I heard this story. Yeah. And what happens is they tell me they can't ship a scope. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It attaches to a weapon. So why can't, I mean, how does it get to you in the first place? Someone ships it, right? right? Well, yeah, somebody ships it, UPS. Well, the UPS store I find out, I found out is a franchise and they have their own little rules, right? Oh, okay. Uh, So obviously somebody's afraid of... I'm like, I, I, well, the, this lady that was standing next to me said, what's he going to do? Pull a scope out and start beating you over the head with it. It's going to break the scope before anything else. Why are you so afraid of a scope? And it wasn't even me talking. It was some customer next to me, you know? Uh, but yeah, I had to go all, I had to, I had to go all the way to the UPS, uh, you know, main, main facility in Colorado Springs just to ship a rifle scope. This is unfortunate. You know, this is we're all sheep. We're scared of everything. You know, right? Well, what we have here is activist businesses. I mean, we see this. You know, we're we're on we're on social media, so we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and and uh, YouTube. Obviously, we're broadcasting this on YouTube now. And I can tell you that YouTube, Google as a business, is anti us. Oh yeah, trust trust me. 
So yeah, I've had I, my account yeah, yeah threatened a few times. Right. You know, I know this as a fact. You know, they've they've uh, I've had my own experiences and stuff like that with them that proves that. So mm-hmm. and 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 I think it's unfortunate that this is happening. And I've spoken to people about it. And unfortunately, we don't have any repercussion. We we cannot fight back against this. You know, now no. with with. Uh, with UPS, obviously UPS themselves didn't deny you this business. No, it was, a, it was a business. Yeah, it was the yeah. UPS store. Yeah, it wasn't UPS on its own. I mean, UPS ships firearms all the time. Yeah. You know, they ship firearm accessories all the time. It was just a UPS store that, yeah. uh, you know, it was their, their franchise policy, you know, not to ship anything that attaches to a gun. So yeah, I, they wouldn't get test. my business. They wouldn't get my business ever. No, I'm not going back there, but I am going to go back there because I've got a, I've got a, uh, a GoPro that I attached to my AR mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about <laughs> shipping it to myself. Oh, okay. And saying to do a test, this. Say, this is a, this is a GoPro camera that I attached to my AR 15 and Well, if you're in the business, you know, I just want to see if they ship it. Well, if it yeah. attaches to a gun, you know, they're not going to ship it. I, yeah. I just thought it was the silliest thing. And the customers that were standing there were even like, really? It's a rifle scope. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, because they just inconvenienced you. You know, you had to go. Oh, to, well, yeah. I mean, I've got to go somewhere when, else. When, when, people, when people are talking about racism, which in my opinion, racism exists in the gun world just like it exists anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So racism, racism exists. Okay. You know, uh, that's there. When people are talking about that, I think all of us as gun guys, whether we're black, white or, you know, anything that's in between, I guess those are two extremes. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, regardless of who we are, we are being discriminated against as, as gun oh, yeah. guys. And we're we're following the law. We're doing something that's 100 percent lawful that um is you know that does have uh restrictions and rules and stuff like that set in place by the government and laws Mm -hmm. etc and then we're still being discriminated against i mean that's that's uh equal to to someone saying to you you can't eat here this is not for gun guys yeah i or like how they said to you know know, they said to black people well you can't eat here this is whites only or you can't use this bathroom you can't i I don't know if i go i don't know if i go that far i mean i you know uh, I think but, I think we're getting there, you know, and, and maybe, well, you know, we might be. I don't. I don't. Well, what did it cost you to go out of your way to go to the main UPS? And, well, I had to spend ten dollars to get it packed there and they charged me to pack it and then told me they couldn't ship it. Did they refund you no, your they, money? No, they, they charged me ten bucks to pack it. Uh, but they yeah. didn't charge me so, shipping, I mean, obviously. So, so and then it was another half hour to get over to this to the to the facility and another twenty two dollars to ship it. Well, so here's the point that I'm trying to make, you know, if you think if you like that's a that's one story and it's funny and it maybe inconvenience you um, and you were able to handle it and go to this place. But think about people who can't afford that, that that's an extra cost that's Mm. added to them. Or maybe now they can't eat, you know, have lunch or something like that because they do it. And then put that in context of all the people who are doing business. And there's companies that don't want to do business with us as gun guys. They're not allowing us to sell guns to each other, even though we're we're doing it completely lawfully. Right. Right. They're not allowing us to do that. Think about when you put the companies, uh, when you put like social media that comes down against us and blocks us for making statements and all. When you put all of these things together, this this is discrimination. And it's uh, and, and, you know, I, I know it might sound crazy to someone, but I think it's equal to what happened in the past. I mean, obviously, you know, um, it, it's not equal to slavery or it's not equal no. to lynching no. people and etc i'm not saying that but it's it's horrible 
you know, and people are paying the price for it. You know, I'm, I'm an FFL. I have an SLT. I, I sell guns on gun broker. Right. And we, you know, we have to jump through all kinds of hoops to do what we do. Yeah. You know, so I think that there's a price. And, and when you add that price up, yeah, it's discrimination. It's a, it's a, um, it's a deliberate institutional attack on our rights and freedoms as human beings and as American citizens. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, it, it, you know, go back to Facebook and things like that. I know, I mean, I have a, I have a Facebook business page and I actually try, you know, they constantly entice me to, to advertise with Facebook. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go to promote a post, for example, and I get a TOS violation section J of the advertiser's terms of service, Facebook. Okay. Uh, third time this happened, they threatened to shut my account down. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now you told me that training wasn't considered a violation of the term of service. So it's like whoever is evaluating that advertising piece at the time uh, can make that call and right. threaten to, to suspend your account. Like I'm well, the last reply I get back from Facebook was you're encouraging the use of weapons. Yeah, but none of that, none of all of those are legal covered right. by, the, yeah, exactly. you know, by the Constitution and the yeah. you know, well, and, and it, uh, Second Amendment, etc. These things are all things that we are entitled to do as citizens right. of the United States. And these things are getting in the way. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. I mean, it, it costs me money. I mean, it, you know, it, it you know, when I see other industries being a, being given the freedom, you know, even some that are questionable um, being afforded the right um, to advertise on Facebook. And then we get our account threatened because we want to give them money to advertise our service. Right. And, you know, although we're encouraging the use of weapons, it's the responsible use of weapons, not the irresponsible use of weapons. Um, and it's, but, well, you know, it's a private, it's a private entity. I mean, they have the right to do what they do. I mean, I, I can't argue that. Um, however, it it costs us money. I mean, well, situation that happened on YouTube. Now, obviously, when this initially happened, it was all across you mm -hmm. know, the spectrum of YouTube that advertising got pulled. And, right. and everyone was paying the price. I believe that that advertising is coming back. Numbers are right. going up for people. Um, for gun guys, at least in in my experience, it, you know, it's not it's not going back up, and I don't no. I don't think it ever will. Right. Um, you know, if you look at that, that's that's an attack. I mean, we're people doing oh, yeah. things that are that are legal. Mm -hmm. Where we where we are, what we're doing is legal. We're not hurting anyone. We're advocating no. safety and training and people defending themselves and being able to live their lives freely. And, uh, you know, we're being discriminated against. And when I looked into it, I was told that we really can't do anything about it because we're not considered a protected no. class. No, we're not. And, and yeah. you know, somehow the Constitution is not a protected class. It's like, wait a minute now. I don't know. Yeah. And, you, you know, know, the thing is, is that, like, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're like if you're a gay couple, if you and I like switched over and we became mm -hmm. a gay couple and we want to get right. like a wedding cake or something like that. And we go to a, a bakery and it's you know, they, they don't want to participate in this wedding cake for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, you know, we can force them to do it or sue them right. or make their lives miserable. But yeah. but us as gun guys, the reality of who we are as gun guys, we can't do anything about that. Um, when I spoke to when I spoke to people about it, I was told that, you know, um, Facebook 
and YouTube and all these places have to be declared utilities. And I know there's people right. out there that don't want to get into that whole quagmire of them. No, you don't. I mean, who has the money for that? Yeah. Well, and then you also, know. you know, I mean, we're supposed to be people that don't like I know I personally don't believe in a, in a bunch of laws and, right. and regulations and stuff like no. that. So that's kind of ca- counter. But there's something going on here. And uh, I was telling someone this today. If we're victims of something. And, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you that I feel like we're we're safely in the category of victims because because this is deliberate. This all these companies are getting together and creating deliberate policies that are eliminating the places that we have to turn to. Right. Right. So if we're victims, but we're silent victims. If we don't say anything about it and we just quietly, you know, get victimized, mm-hmm. we lose twice. And those oh, yeah, people yeah, win yeah. every single time. Oh yeah, you know, like I go back to the the recalls in Colorado. I mean, we weren't silent victims. We we did something about it. I mean, I I I, I bicker with Facebook all the time. Um, you know about the Section J, the advertiser's term of service. You know, and the way it's worded, uh, and why. You know, sometimes you'll see trainers advertise, and then, you know, sometimes we can even promote a a post or promote an event or something like that with Canos Group, and then. The next time it's different. So, you know, who's the judge here? And every single time that we promote a post, we've got a fight on our hands because they deny it. And then you have to go back and try to appeal that. Right. And, and it's just, it costs me money. It costs me time, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to give somebody money <laughs> to advertise yeah, but that's a product. The, but that's you the know? plan. That's, that's the plan. So yeah. that's the plan to like uh, to wear us down. And we're getting attacked on multiple fronts. I mean, I've oh, mentioned yeah. this before. I mentioned it on my show that you were talking about. I think that Bloomberg and other organizations that are anti-gun are paying people to troll us and paying them to do things to us, to discourage us from. And they just don't come on there and say like anti-gun stuff. They, they come on these things and they say racist things. Mm-hmm. You know, they do anything that they can do to push buttons Right. Um, and, and then also, in some cases, we're doing it to ourselves. I mean, that's oh, the yeah. reason why I'm, I'm creating this platform, yeah. because what I would like to see is that since we have these problems, that we as an industry, as a group of people who basically, you know, we're like circling around that that fire, you know, or the, the light of being um, Second Amendment people. If mm-hmm. we were able to come together, we could create our own platforms for for selling guns to each other, for communicating with each other socially. How many um, times for, have we done that, though? I mean, think about it. We've had several social media sites that were gun friendly, and I got—I can't even remember the the names of them. There were at least three that I that I recall uh, that were the quote gun friendly um, social media platforms, and they just crashed and burned. Yeah, and it crashes and burns because of us. Right. Exactly. Because we don't use it. You know, Well, yeah, we don't use it also. And the reason why we don't use it is we don't want to promote other people. We don't want someone else to get big. We want to be the ones that remain in like someone wants to be the one that remains in control and Mm -hmm. and all these different kinds of things. And um, and, you know, and and to be honest with you, speaking as a black person, it's a lot like what goes on in the black community. Mm -hmm. Um, We are our own worst enemy. So even in the case of uh, earlier in the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we're our own worst enemy. And in the case of like, you know, what's going on in the in the black uh, firearms or or pro Second Amendment community, we have that go right now. My phone is like blowing up with people fighting on my Facebook page 
over that video that I put up and, and guys attacking each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. that, you know, that's got to end. We're not going to move forward if no. this you're is not, our approach. You're not. No, I even mentioned it. I mean, it, you know, and I, I think I even I am you about it, you know, way right. to divide the community there, you know, with with some of the statements uh, that were made on the show. Um, and you yeah. guys got enough trouble as it is, you know, without, you know, fighting in amongst yourselves, um, you know, especially in the gun community. You guys, I mean, you guys more than anybody need to need to band together um, and promote gun safety and promote, you know, firearms ownership for minorities. And, and us not, being aware of what the laws are. And, you know? right? We have to be aware of what laws are, what laws right. we need to change, what laws yep. we need to resist. We need to think about who we're voting for. Go. When I vote, I vote specifically based on guns first. That's what's mm-hmm. important to me. Anyone who's going to take okay. away guns from me, I don't care if they look like I don't. Let me tell you something. I can't run for president because I wasn't born here. <laughs> So right. uh, unless they make the Arnold Schwarzenegger rule, I can't run for president. But my right. children were born here. My sons were born right. here and they can be president. If they there you go. if they run for president and they're anti-gun, I'm not voting for their asses. I'm going to be out there campaigning against them. I can tell you yeah. that right now. And I wow. love my kids. And, you know, they're free to uh, follow whatever they want to. You know, I try to do my my best to bring them into the fold and have them understand why the Second Amendment is so important and why we need guns. Etc. But I'm not going to support anyone that's anti-gun. Period. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, if that. I mean, if that's. I mean, this is this is my business, you know. And um, you know, I, I'm pretty pretty careful on who I vote for as well. Um, I'm not a single issue voter, but I tend to lean like you away from people that. Uh, right. There's lots of that, there's that lots that of things that there's know. lots of things that are important, but like you know, I mean. For example, there's lots of people in America that think that drugs should be legal and uh, do any of those things. But I, no, I, don't, I don't think they should be illegal. At the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to align with people who are trying to make those things legal. And, and on one hand, they're trying to make those legal. And then on the other hand, they're trying to take away my right to defend myself. That's not going to happen. Right. I don't, well, and, I don't care who that is. Yeah, well, if you look in, on the new 4473, specifically to marijuana, uh, you know yeah. it's changed, right? right. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, marijuana is, quote, legal in, in the state of Colorado and Nevada and Washington and Oregon and Alaska. Um, so the feds went and changed the damn 4473. Yeah. You know, so on the one hand, you're trying to make something legal. On the other hand, you're, you're, you're using it to take away a right, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, and you mentioned mental health the other day. Uh, that you weren't, you know, a supporter of uh, of mental health checks. Well, it's already on the forty four seventy three, right? Yeah. You know, have you been adjudicated mentally deficient? There, you know, yeah. and so yeah. when I hear the I, argument, we got to do better background checks on mental health. It's already there. Yeah, but it's just a box. I mean, you don't have right. to. It's just it. a box. I mean, you could lie. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know. I you mean, know, it's, it's, it's as crazy as how many times they ask you yeah. whether you're black. Or like what your ethnicity is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how many times are they like I say, okay, I'm a black guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, are you like, you know, black? What is it? Like non yeah. are you non-Native American? I mean, come on. Seriously, yeah. that the the question of race should not even be on that. Thing. Oh, I agree. On the forty four why? What's it there yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. There's no there's no purpose for it. There's no reason for it. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's you know, I I think that um my my whole thing, I think that obviously people do have mental problems 
And, yeah. you know, that's that's an issue that we're facing. I think, unfortunately, there's lots of devices. We have to be very careful about us creating a device that people in the future can use to go, yeah, you can't have guns. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of a it's one of those things. OK, well, if a veteran comes back and he's got PTSD, boom, gone, no guns, mm-hmm. no guns for you, yeah. you know, uh, or anything. I mean, a guy could have a bad day, go into the doctor Get get some antidepressants to help him through a short term depression yeah, make him, issue. To make him a better person, or, right? Or more and get, get counseling himself. or whatever, and that can be used. I mean, yeah. it's it's a really dangerous kind of. I mean, we've already got doctors asking whether or not you you have guns in your home. I mean, um, no, I tell I tell everybody no. Yeah, of course. I but I mean, but black. even when my kids <laughs> go in there, they ask that, you know. And, yeah. and sometimes you're not there yeah. with your kids; they don't realize this whole thing, right. and they, you know, why are they even tracking that info? It, that has nothing to do with you, unless yeah. a gunshot, you know, you get a gunshot wound in there, then you then you look right. into that. It's not your. You know, it's not your business right. to get into all the things. I mean, are you going to ask if we have knives? You know, uh, do, do you have yeah. any other stupid things around the house that could kill you? Do you have a pool? Right. Do you, you know, yeah. do you have one of those trampolines? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was kind of funny the last time my, my doctor uh, asked me if I had any guns in the house. And I said no. And she's like, I think there's one about 36 inches away from me, if I'm not mistaken. And I just laughed at her. <laughs> yeah, why are you asking me? Because she knows yeah. me, you know. And, and, right, right. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, why, yeah. And that's why I said, why are you asking me? You know, I'm going to say no, <laughs> you yeah. know, and she hits the no box, you know, whatever. Uh, but they don't even bother asking me anymore. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not trying to disparage doctors, but I think, no, you know, no. and, I, and I hate to sound like uh, Tom Cruise, but I think at some point we're going to look back on medicine the way we're practicing it today. And we're going to equate it to how we look at medicine they practiced 100 years ago when they were just putting spikes and, you know, ice pick yeah, in you, someone's head. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that. You, I, I recall that on the first show you did. Yeah, uh, yeah I really yeah. think that we have issues yeah. going on there. I mean, they're just, you know, like when I take my when, when I take my boys you know, like I said, they're 17 and 18 and all along the way, I've been taking them to the doctor and right. he's like, oh, I think your kids need uh, ADHD medicine. And I'm like, why? I didn't even complain yeah. about anything. What's wrong? And my, yeah. my kids don't bounce around all over the place, you know, yeah. um, they're just normal boys, you know. Yeah. So they've been trying to do that. And I think we're we're like setting up things We're we're making people into drug addicts. We're making, oh, yeah. You know, creating God. mental health yep. issues. And then we're like, oh, you got a mental health issue. Yep. And then, and then if, you know, there you go. I mean, we can take your guns now, you know, it's, it it is dangerous. I mean, I think somebody that has been, you know, uh, adjudicated mentally deficient, gone through the court system, um, been given due process and then is adjudicated mentally deficient. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Cool. Because he had the opportunity to go through and defend himself. Well, and it needs to be a long, lengthy, involved process. Typically, it is, actually. Yeah. 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 And it it is. I mean, just because you get committed to an institution doesn't mean you're adjudicated mentally deficient. Um, And people have done things like, I mean, I've worked in mental institutions. Right. and, And people put their relatives into these places and do all kinds of crazy things just so they could take over their estate. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of weird stuff that happens here. And I'm sorry, we have to. I mean, look, in America, we've got people who are going to prison. Like there was a guy in the news that spent 17 years in prison because he looked like someone. Hmm. You know, Um, so we've got like 
all kinds of issues. The system's not perfect. I'm not no, saying that not. because it's not perfect, we shouldn't do anything, but we need to be really, really careful whose rights we deprive because we may deprive someone of the right to defend themselves and they really need to be able to do that. Right. Well, and like I said, it's kind of the slippery slope thing. I mean, we, 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 you know, what, what becomes the norm and who becomes a determiner, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I truly believe in, you know, it, it needs to go through the courts. Um, it doesn't need to be determined by somebody who may be an anti-gun doctor and just check a box and, you know, yeah. there you go, you're done. Uh, and I know plenty of people. I mean, I'm, I'm a veteran myself. I, I, I know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of veterans. Um, you know, my stepfather, um, actually, he committed suicide, uh, PTSD. He was a Vietnam vet. Sorry to hear uh, that. You know, it, this was, you know, 1996. Um, We've got a serious know, so, problem. Yeah, know, I mean, we, I've, been, I've seen it, but, you know, who makes the determination, you know, and that's what scares me about uh, legislation um, or even, you know, regulation through the BATFE. Changing anything with regard to mental health. I mean, it, it, it becomes dangerous. Who becomes a determiner? You know, yeah. and once we allow things, this is why we have to be aware of politics and all the things that come into play. Um, and that's what I'm concerned with some people that are getting into things like, you know, you got to think about your politics here and you've got to make mm -hmm. sure that the people that you're voting for, uh, you're thinking about who you're voting for, because if we put things into into play, it'll be incredibly mm -hmm. difficult to remove them. I mean, it's, look it's at what's going on. Yeah. yeah, look at what's going on with suppressors. I mean, this is something oh, we need. Yeah. And that's a health issue. You know, suppressors are destroying. I mean, the lack of suppressors are messing with people's hearing and all that. What, go yeah. ahead. What's that you're holding up? What's that? Oh, this is one of my sponsors. I have to do a shameless tag on that, oh. you know. Tornado, tornado suppressors. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. There you go. Shameless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Since you brought up suppressors, there okay. you go. <laughs> you might as well do shout outs. I guess yeah. I allow I allow shout outs. That's okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Tornado suppressors. All right. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, right. it's it's tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, you were saying that now I think I heard you say that that suppressor sales are up. That's not really that's not what I've seen on my end. Is that yeah. true? Is well, that correct? Tornado, he um uh Trey just I think he just got a contract for thirty thousand suppressors to the military. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um you know, uh now civilian sales. Yeah, that's the government uh, that's down the government a little bit. the government cheese. The right. government cheese is still out there. <laughs> right. The 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 civilian side of things are down and it's because people are waiting for the uh, hearing the rules to change, yeah. Uh, to change, and I honestly, I don't think it's going to pass. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. Well, I know that one of the things was today Congress was supposed to handle because I think they switched some of that language over to right. another bill, yep. and that was supposed to take place today. I'm, I'm assuming that that yeah. is going to be probably not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, considering what just happened, so. Right. And, and guys are getting excited about that. And look, I think, you know, yeah. I understand people being excited, but there's, there's several things going on here. It's going to be very yeah. difficult to undo what exists. And yeah. at the same time, the suppress. I mean, this is probably a good time to, to buy a suppressor because prices, you know, there's lots of deals oh. and stuff like that out there. Yeah, I mean, you're low. I mean, yeah, yeah you've got to pay a $200 stamp and I get it. And I, I'm not a big fan of that, you know, right. that stamp. And we all um, want to get rid of that. I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's common representation. Goal. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just got to keep pushing it. And I don't think the Hearing Protection Act, as written, is going to pass. I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, You know, and and what it's doing is hurting a lot. Like Silent Dakota said, you know, uh, lay off a bunch of people uh, due to sales and and whatnot. Um, You know, it's an unfortunate byproduct of, of people, you know, waiting to buy something based on a hope. Right. You know, uh, you know, I'd love to see it go. I mean, I'd love to see the NFA go away. I mean, it's Absolutely. listen, <laughs> it's you know, silly, just, you know? just like uh, just like progressives are out there trying to change or control what happens in the future. I think we mm-hmm. have we also have the ability to craft what happens in the future and make it a better future. But we have to somehow right. we have to figure out how to get together, get over our differences yeah. And, yep. and and really work and realize that this is a long term. This is a long story. This is not a short yep. story. This is not like who we vote for today. This is a lot of right. strategy of who who gets into the Supreme Court. You right. know uh, what happens politically. What laws are allowed to to be put in place, or what laws we can remove. And it's gonna. I mean, you know. But we can craft the future, the fifty, mm-hmm. hundred years from now. But we really have to get yep. together on this. Otherwise, we won't exist. We're we're attacking at we're attacking each other from the inside in the gun world i see a lot of this it's believe horrible. it or not there's it's people horrible. who blacklist me there's people that oh, yeah. blacklisted me and oh, yeah. actively no. uh try to block me from doing things and that's yeah. not just me it's happening to everyone that's inside and then we have people with a lot of money on the outside also attacking mm-hmm. us right well and yeah i mean the attacks from within have to stop i mean you know i, I see it from the instructor industry i mean i i look at it you know i that's my little you know view of the world is is through instructors and whatnot and uh you know there there's a lot of infighting between instructors and i just don't i mean why are we doing this you know um you know he's a dumbass he's a dumbass he's a, he's doing this shit he's stupid he's a fucking moron whatever yeah you know? i mean you don't have to go train with him you don't you know i mean there's plenty of training money yeah, there's for everyone trainers out there. yeah you know i mean i've been pretty fortunate that i haven't you know, I, I haven't hit that. I mean, I, I haven't gotten a, a lot of negative stuff. You I haven't got, well, I could tell stuff. you, I could tell you from personal experience that I have okay. been, um, a fatwa has been declared on me because of someone who I trained with. Really? Yeah. So, wow. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> you know, so I went to train with someone who I know who worked for someone else. And right. because of that, uh, you know, Everyone in that someone else's uh, group or whatever decides, yeah, we're going to block this guy from anything because he went to train with someone over here. And that's crazy. And then that's I know, not, I know, I, yeah, I, I know people, imagine that, you know, right. And I know people who yeah. are, you know, who, who are grown ass men and they're gun guys and they say they're all tough and they believe in freedom and stuff like that. And they won't, you know, they're, they won't go train with that person or even communicate with them because they're afraid of the same thing happening to them. And I think that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's yeah. how freedom dies right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This exactly. is how, when this is what we practice, when we say, okay, you know, cause it's going to happen. Everyone, if you're a trainer and someone comes to train with you and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they get good and some people like this guy or this girl, and then they go off and start their own thing, maybe mm-hmm. in Colorado or whatever. And you feel like, you know, you might get mad because you think you're going to lose some business, but they're entitled to do that. Anything. Yeah, well, I know yeah. they are. Absolutely. Yeah, they're entitled you know, to do it. I've, and had, then it. I've had people steal my entire curriculum on on a course. Right. And you know what? Whatever. 
Yeah, you know, people are free to make choices. And when yeah. when you get in the middle of that and you start yeah. saying, well, then I'm going to block anyone who does this and do this. Then, if that's, you don't want to talk to people, that's fine. You know, yeah. that's that's no, it, it, it's ignorance. Yeah, it's complete, total ignorance. I mean, especially training, you know, I mean, like I said, I mentor people. Uh, I create my own competition sometimes and I don't compete. I mean, it's seriously, I don't compete. Um, you know, I get invited to go teach up in Minnesota, down in Texas and Georgia and or not Georgia. I'm sorry. Uh, Illinois, um, Indiana, Utah, Nevada, you know, so, and we're working on New Mexico right now. And, you know, we're, we're being invited to teach, you know, all over the country. We teach here locally in Colorado Springs. We got in with Pikes Peak Gun Club, uh, which is a pretty big deal, actually, mm -hmm. uh, for us. A great facility. And I just, I, I refuse to compete, quote unquote, um, negatively. You know, and I think a lot of, a lot of trainers, you know, because we are all alphas, you know, uh, sometimes get a little bit, over overzealous about things you know yeah uh, i think we i think we um you just know, stop i mean yeah, just you know there's stop a, there's a you know? um there's a this is a rapper i don't know if you're aware of biggie smalls but <laughs> oh yeah biggie smalls yeah, had the uh he had the 10 crack commandments and uh yeah. and i think in the, one of those is don't get high off your own supply you know there you go. <laughs> and I think that's what's happening with a lot of people. And they're almost like yeah. forming cults. It's not just individuals, oh, it's just people. It's, there's institutions, there's gun, there's gun companies, gun manufacturers that are also mm -hmm. basically forming cults. And if you and if you don't go along with what they say or you say something contrary to to what they want put out there, it's like, that's mm -hmm. it, you're our enemy. We were against you. Yeah. And that's well, I tell problem. you. Yeah, it is. And you know, what's interesting, and I, I take the exact opposite approach to things like that. And I think that's one of the reasons we've, we've been successful and I'm still in business after five years in a hugely competitive market is after every single class, we have an after action review. We talk about, you know, what the student did well, what the student can improve on. We make the student do a self-evaluation. What did you do well? What can you improve on? And then we turn it around. What did we do well as instructors and what can we improve on? Uh, and we listen to that feedback and we note feedback. If we see trends, we make changes. Right. Um, if a guy comes up to me and say, Robert, you sucked as an instructor. Okay. Why did I suck? Tell me yeah. why I sucked. Exactly. Okay. And, and I'll listen to you. And I, I think some people may have a problem doing that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't get into other people's heads, but. But maybe you just weren't uh, coming across to this guy for some reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, and who knows? You yeah. got to figure that out and you can make changes based on that input. Um, you know, and, and when I talk to, you know, like Rob and I don't agree on everything, you know, uh, but we talk things out. And there's some things that I've adopted from from his, you know, you know, his his uh, standards and his school uh, into into my training. Um, and there's things that I don't because I don't believe in them. And that's OK. Right. What's but the definition I don't go out and disparage him because, you know, he does something that I don't agree with. And I think that's there's a lot of that in the training industry. I mean, I got I do a civilian counter ambush course, vehicle counter ambush course. And when I posted, we posted a video about it. And of course, you you said it the other day when you post a video, somebody's going to not like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. so we got a comment, you know, stay in your lane. You don't know what you're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. Well, this other instructor's fans 
uh, and I respect this guy. I'm not going to name any names, but I respect the guy. He's a great instructor. He teaches law enforcement use of the vehicle as cover and fighting around the vehicle as a law enforcement officer. I've been there. Civilian self-defense is different. Right. So once I explained that, you know, okay, put it into context. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, There was a dialogue, but the hater came out, you know. Uh, You know, but once you put it in context and say, well, the reason we do this is this is civilian counter vehicle counter ambush. What do you do if, you know, somebody comes up to your window and starts yelling at you? Well, it's easy. You lock door, roll the window up and drive away. Uh, Absolutely. Get Uh, out of there. You're not, you know, cops have completely different indemnity from a regular citizen. Exactly. Yeah. It's completely different, you know, and uh, so once that person and I talked, uh, we're actually talking about doing a kind of what Rob Leatham and Rob Pincus did was a world's collide thing, bringing him down here and teaching, you know, the law enforcement method of fighting around a vehicle and me talking about the civilian side of thing, kind of do a meeting of the mind. So it kind of brought us together, which was fortunate. But I think that's the way you move the training industry forward. And I think that's the way you move the gun industry forward as a whole. Stop taking your damn self so freaking seriously that you can't listen to other people. Talk, communicate, Come up with, yeah. hey, you know, this is a great idea. You know, uh, you yeah. know, two because, gun manufacturers, you know, like, they're yeah, butt heads. Why don't we just talk about, hey, maybe we can come up with a better product if we just join forces. And that's how I've been successful because I'm not an ego freaking maniac. Amen. Amen. You know, because you are a fan of a gun or a fan of a person, yeah. that doesn't mean that other people are now basically your your immortal enemies, because no. of that. I mean, that's yeah. how we like what we're what we're talking about here today is is this particular shooting in Virginia, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and this is a situation, you know, we've got people lining up on sides like, oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, yeah, I'm, sides. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a liberal. I'm this thing. I'm that thing. You know, and if you're not, you're my enemy. Don't talk to me. Don't you know, um, that's something I was concerned with, yeah. you, you know, with the conversation I was having the other day, because it's a, I'm, I want to have these conversations over and over again with people. And we cannot get into that. You know, you you don't have you're not required to like someone. You're not required to do business with them. But but for, you know, for the sake of what we're doing and that we have enemies inside and outside of what we're doing, you should not go out there and try to sabotage other people, because when you discourage or destroy or remove um, Mm -hmm. a good voice from from this community, you've Mm -hmm. done a disservice to the whole. Right. Now, there are some people that that don't need to be doing what they're doing. And I'm sure, like I said, we, 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 I think we're pretty much both well aware. Yeah. Well, every, yeah. And and everyone, and, and, and when, and when those things come to light, I mean, that's why I'm giving everyone, like, for me, I'm, I'm really, it's an open opportunity. Right. Well, as long as they understand that this is going to be something professional, I'm trying to, I'm looking for people to be honest and real about what they're doing. And I'm not really trying to set up a platform for people to attack each other. Right. I want to, I want to have the conversation about this. And let yeah. people make their own decisions. And that's that's what you did in that first show. And I tell you what, yeah. I really respect what you did. You know, um, <clears throat> I couldn't have done it. I mean, there's no way I could have done it because, you know, I'm in the industry. I'm in the training industry. Uh, I, I, I don't think I could have done what you did. I mean, well, and you, did it, you did it well. You were you you were fair to the man. You, you let him speak his piece. Uh, you didn't inject a bunch of opinion, but you injected fact. Uh, one right. of those was a good friend of mine when Jim Fuller was attacked by by this individual. I know Jim. You know Jim. We both know Jim's not what 
this person said he Absolutely. was. Yeah, I spoke to Jim and, today. And you called at some, him at out. At some point, we'll get him to come on. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't think he has to really come on and discuss that because Jim, no. Jim, Jim Fuller's record, like, people oh, yeah. out Speaks there know who Jim Fuller is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, listen, the reason why I did that, I'm a deliberate person. And, I'm, yeah. uh, and I, and want, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. want to have these kinds of conversations and I want right. them to be fair. You know, I didn't yeah. create this controversy. Um, nope. This was created by those individuals and then people who were attacking right. them or putting it out there or bringing it, whatever, whatever it is. And what mm-hmm. I was attempting to do, instead of like making a little five minute video that would get a million views, I'm, I'm trying to, people were asking me, you know, I, I guess like I said it because I'm the black guy, right? <laughs> um, anything, it's like the Mohawk, maybe anything yeah. you do with a Mohawk, people will ask me about it. Yeah. I hear <laughs> you you. So yeah. because people were asking me, I said, you know what? Okay. So this, this should get out there and we should have a discussion, but we don't need to destroy people, you know, no, yeah. in, in the process of doing that. And it's not my intention to destroy Anyone that comes on here, including yeah. uh, Voda uh, and um, he did that on his know, own. The urban sharpshooters. That's not my intention. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to, you know, be fair, because right. I think that all these all these things should exist. If you want to be a trainer, if you want to have a group, it should all exist. But we have to remember yeah. that we're we're together. We're brothers in arms when it comes to the Second Amendment. Yeah. And we have to have some kind of decorum and decency when we're dealing with each other. Yeah. To move forward. And we, we should try to help people because maybe yeah, well, if someone's doing wrong, if, if they're doing the wrong thing and they're open and they're willing to see that it's the wrong thing and we're able to talk to them the right way about it, mm-hmm. maybe we can bring them, you know, we, we can help course correct that person. Exactly. And, you know, and I, I've been in this situation before and we talked earlier about, you know, we're talking a little bit about, you know, do you want to become a fire instructor and how you become a fire instructor? And I basically touched on it a little bit, but right. really didn't finish it. Yeah, we should. I'm definitely going to have you back on. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Then, yeah, we'll yeah, talk I about mean, that later. I mean, we no, you can you can get into it a little so, bit. I think, um, you yeah, know, obviously we'll we're talking about, about a bunch of things, but yeah, we'll 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 discuss that later. But on yeah. that, on the subject of the divisiveness, and and I agree with you on that. Uh, but you have to be big enough to be able to take the constructive criticism. And then move forward. You have to have the lo- a level of maturity that allows you to take that constructive criticism and move forward and use it um, right. as opposed to going on the offensive and putting out a bunch of shit, right. excuse my language, that that causes more divisiveness within a community. You right. know, like I, I mean, said, I, I can tell you I can tell you this. This is like a personal story for me that happened recently. Right. I'm not going to okay. I'm not going to name names because I don't want anyone to go out there and attack anyone or whatever. They might right. they might praise someone for this. Right. hear the story. But I was talking to uh, someone that manufactures guns and they mm-hmm. called me up and they were like, you know what? Uh, I would like you to come in and, and meet with me so I can show you some stuff and teach you some things. And so basically what they were saying is they don't think I have enough of a knowledge with guns, you know, or there's Mm -hmm. some things I need to learn. And I'll be honest with you. I was kind of like, oh, man, you know, that's that hurts. You know, it's like a a little stab or whatever. But there has to be a part of your brain that says, hey, this is someone that Mm -hmm. is is like it's like if your breath stinks. Right. You know, we all have a friend that their breath stinks. uh, You know, should I tell them about this? Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, we, we have to be the kind of human beings that when a, when a friend comes to us and says, hey, you know, your breath stinks, you need to do something. Maybe you've got like halitosis or something like that. You got to c- deal with this issue. Right. We've, we've got to accept that even though we're hurt. 
Yeah. And we've got to deal with it. And and that's what I try to do. So in that case, I was yeah. like, hey, I would love to come and sit down and learn something from you and get educated. But even though, right. you know, even though it's it stings a little bit or whatever, I, I, I'm learning. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a firearms expert, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't hide that from anyone. I would love to right. learn. That's amazing to me to be able to learn. And that's how we have to deal with stuff. So it happens right. to me. I'm sure it happens to you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just how we receive it. I mean, like I said, I've had students, you know, I've been pretty fortunate with our students, you know, that, uh, you know, they've provided me very good feedback. I've got one, one student on our VIP program. um, And, you know, he, his constructive criticism was amazing because it changed a lot of what we did as an organization. Uh, And I, and I thanked him for it. I mean, this, you know, he's taken, oh God, he's taken maybe 18 classes over the last year you know, um, with this and his feedback has been valuable to us because, you know, he, he's, he's current military, you know, and, and, uh, uh, he's trained people before and he's taken classes before from other people. And, you know, he's talked to us, you know, in front of all the other students, you know, right. you know, this is what I think you can do better. And you can choose to take that and do something with it or get offended and lash out yeah, and attack the and, person and say, you're horrible. You're the enemy. You do, you yeah. know, you're just trying to destroy me. And, and that person was respectful in their criticism to you. Exactly. You need to receive it respectfully. Amen. Absolutely. I mean, you absolutely have to, or, or, or you're yeah. just, I mean, to me, you're, you're nothing. I mean, all you're, all you're doing is, I mean, is God, I mean, I, I just don't want to mention the names, but I, I, uh, I because I don't do that, you know, but right. You know, you had a guest on that, did exactly that. I mean, he was called out on something that he did that was obviously unsafe and not just once. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, there's currently there's, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of things. And if you I mean, if the industry tries to self-correct, I mean, you know, we, we yeah. get it. We uh, have to we have to respect we have truth. to. We have to respect but, truth, you know, like we exactly we don't know, I mean, this is what I think. We don't know the ultimate yeah. truth. You know, we're we're just at, we're, we're striving to achieve and attain the ultimate truth in life. You know, we can look at that in science and a lot of things, you know, it's constantly right. changing. You know, we try to say, OK, this is what's going on. But we don't know. We're just trying to find out. But if you close your mind, you, you'll right. never find that out. No. And, and you won't, and you will never get better. I mean, right. I, I always say there's, there, there are no experts. Once you claim to be an expert, you've ceased learning. Um, you know, there are, there are people that are very good at their craft. I, I believe I am very good at my craft. Um, I'm not an expert. And I told my students that, you know, uh, there's always something to learn. There's always something to be ga- gained through interaction. And, and uh, even with students, I had I had a deaf student uh, this last weekend in our precision mm-hmm. rifle class. You know, mm-hmm. I learned a ton just on how to communicate. Right. You know, absolutely. Because yeah. I had a deaf individual in, in class, you know, and he had a translator with them that was doing sign and all that. But there were things that I needed to tell, you know, this individual and it was a challenge for me and the primary instructor both. Uh, but I learned a ton just because I had the open mind and allowed him into the right. class. And, and it's and it's bound and, to happen again, right? Oh, yeah, it is. More and, you know, he's, that are he, he told me he had trouble just finding a class because nobody would teach him because he was deaf. Okay. And, you know, it's like, well, OK, I'll take the challenge. We'll do this, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, you know, we had an interesting class and, and you, and, and we learned a lot, you know, right. um, you know, and his feedback was, was great for us, you know, 
know, how to better service people uh, with with that with that disability in the future. Yeah. We all um, have to be open to feedback. I know yeah. I'm open to feedback. People comment on yes. what I do. We all have to be open to that. That's how we move forward. That's how I learn things. Believe it or not, the people who watch my videos and comment, there's some there's some negativity. You have to learn to get over that. Gosh. For the most part, people are encouraging. And then there's people who are always giving me info. They're like, hey, you should look this up, look into this thing, try this thing. Right. That's how I've gotten better. Like I didn't know anything about guns four years ago when I started this. And what I did oh, wow. was, I, was <laughs> I didn't know anything. I just started yeah. shooting and I and I and I, I'm an artist. You know, right. that's who I am. I'm a storyteller. Yeah. I'm a filmmaker. I'm, I'm, right. interest, I'm a broadcaster. I'm in, that's why I conducted that interview that way. That's what I am, a mm -hmm. broadcaster, an artist. So, you know, I was getting into guns and I said, let me share what I'm doing. And lots of people told me things. And if I'm if I'm getting better, it's because people told me stuff and encouraged mm -hmm. me to do right. things and go in a direction. And we all have to be like that if we want to move forward. Right. Yeah. Well, and as a community, if we could start doing that as a community, we'd be a better community. Uh, you know, not only in the instructor world, and you, and you mentioned it, the whole gun world in general. Uh, you know, you have different organizations out there. You have Rocky Mountain Gun Owners and RMGO or, or, or NAGR and NRA and, you know, Gun Owners of America. On yeah, and on. Uh, I mean, all these USCC. Is it USCC? Yeah. USCCA. Yeah, the, these yeah, groups all end up, you know, trying to fight each other and yeah you know, it's stop you know right we're on the same damn side you know yeah, that's something i want to discuss as well i'm trying to get yeah. people on because i mean we saw that at, were you at nra i missed it this year i was working okay. yeah, well, uh, but, one, uh, one of the things that i saw at nra is like a few days before um the convention the nra right. disinvited the uscca oh, from yeah, the convention yeah. You know, well, because now they're competition. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's crazy, though. I mean, so what? Oh, they're no, not gun guys anymore. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. I, hey, the NRA gets my money. I support them. I know a few people yeah, in the NRA, too. but yeah. that is batshit crazy. And yeah, and it is. At some point, we have to call the NRA on that. Yeah, and we'll we have been discussion. Yeah. Well, we have been. I mean, I I mean, I know I know three board members personally, uh, and uh, one of them is actually competing with the NRA. <laughs> He's still on the NRA board, but, uh, um, but yeah, when they disinvited him, and I mean, I know Marty Hayes from Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network, you know, I support those guys too. And second call mm -hmm. defense, Sean, you know, Sean, um, I support those guys. I support USCCA, anybody who's out there that's doing the right thing, you know, but when the NRA disinvited them because they came out with the carry guard, eh, that was you kind know, of gut-wrenching. That told yeah, me it was. It was this hard. is about I mean, business. This is about business. Yeah. This is not this is not about the second amendment. This is not about no. guns, you know, and no. that's unfortunate. I mean, I'd like to do I'd actually like to do uh one of these broadcasts on that and put I'll I'll, I'll invite you to come back and have a couple of people on where we yeah, talk about Yeah, let me see it. if I can get Tim uh Knight. He's an NRA board member and I'm sure he'd probably be willing okay. to come and talk to yeah you know because uh, he'll like talk on for the nra i mean he's a good guy okay uh, good. most of the board members are really good guys i mean uh i'll see if i can't get him to yeah i'd like to get someone to, from yeah. if anyone knows anyone on the um uscca i i think i reached out to them but you know well, i mean there's a lot of stuff because well, now they're going to compete right which is right not, oh yeah well yeah. now you know rob pincus and you know the personal defense network and ic training uh partnered up with ucc yeah um yeah USCCA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, last week, I believe it was announced a partnership. Uh, so now you got 
you know, IC training over here, partnering with USCCA and you got the, the NRA come, you know, providing its own little, yeah. you know, carry guard thing. And then you got I these outliers. I hope we don't keep drawing these kinds of lines because. Oh, I know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And that's what that's, that kind of bothers me a little bit because, you know, you've got, you've got the NRA that's, you know, uh, the NRA, not the ILA, but the NRA is supposed to be about training is supposed mm-hmm. to be about, you know, um, promoting gun rights. The ILA is the legislative action, right. Portion of the NRA, right. which is the lobby. Right. Um, and now you got the NRA has become a business. Yeah. Well, so you know? I want to know who, and, who at the NRA made that decision and I'll tell you why. Uh, mm-hmm. four years ago when, when I went to my first shot show, um, right. I was, I was talking to some, um, writers like the magazine, the gun writers, and, mm-hmm. and they were like fascinated about, you know, cause I was a YouTuber and I wasn't even right. like a big, I, I mean, I'm yeah. not a big YouTuber now. I'm a tiny YouTuber. Back then right. I was like infinitesimal, you know, however, you know, however you want to say it, I'm pretty sure I, right. I messed that up. So the thing is, is that, um, they had this meeting with these gun writers and NRA and some other people were in this meeting and I asked him what the meeting was about. And he said, they wanted to figure out how to control you guys. And, and and he was referring to the YouTubers. They wanted to figure out how to control us as YouTubers. And that scared the shit out of me. I was like, wow, these guys want to control us. And we can see a lot of this playing itself out today over the last four years. You know, this stuff has been happening. I'm not trying to knock the NRA. You know, the NRA does. uh, You know, this is one of the biggest groups that that's out there fighting for our gun rights. I'm not trying to bring them down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some folks that are running for seats on the board of directors and stuff like that to come on. We need to put our own people in there or people that we could trust or who are accountable. Right. to us, because I think this is what's going on in there. There's some guys in there that are making decisions and they're not making it for the, uh, for the, like, they're not making decisions that are best for us as gun guys moving forward. They're making decisions that are best for the the pocketbook or, you know, the bank account or whatever. And we're the ones funding the NRA. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the board members that I know. I mean, uh, Tim Knight is is probably one of the best guys I know. I mean, he he uh, he's he was instrumental in the recalls down here in Colorado. Um, I mean, he's an amazing he's an amazing guy. Um, I think he would probably have a lot better insight on you know the internal operation of the the, the NRA and the board and what the board's responsible for and all that. Okay. I can tell you that um, there was an issue with NRA training not too long ago. Uh, where they made this blended, you know, the NRA basic pistol course, for example, went to a blended platform. Um, and a lot of us went to the board and said, you know what, this is stupid. How do you teach train, you know, firearms training online and then send them to us uh, sight unseen and expect us to run a range session with them right. uh, with no, no previous like contact. Florida had, Florida they had made changes. Where, yeah. Florida yeah. had a thing where you could get your driver's license online from scratch. <laughs> Nice. Not renew it, not renew yeah. it online. You can yeah. get it from scratch online. Right. And they had to drop that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's what happened with when we, we went to the right. NRA board and you know, we said, you know what, and, and the NRA board has very limited interaction with training, you know, but it, when you get, you know, ten thousand trainers saying, you know, this is a really dumb idea. Why don't you bring back the, you know, the instructor led, you know, NRA basic pistol course? Um 
they finally caved in uh, this year and, and we're, we've got it back now. So yeah, not good. that I give a whole lot of NRA basic pistol courses, but it just seemed to me that, you know, it's a start. It's a starter. And I think that that makes it yeah. important. I mean, and that's yeah. what most people are buying when they buy guns. So. Right. Well, and what it did for me, though, is it proved that the NRA board did care about what we thought. Right. Um, and did take action to try to change something that that was obviously a mistake. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't like calling out the NRA because I, I, I mean, I've I don't want to lose my seven credentials, but, uh, you know, the fact is, I mean, the fact, yeah. I mean, the reality is they made a mistake and they, yeah. they realized their mistake. Um, and then they backed off of it. And, you know, now we have the instructor led section back and a blended. So you, you have your choice of what course you want to give. Um, yeah. So listen, I mean, yeah. you know, we're all in danger of of like for me, even speaking out against them, we're all in danger of things happening. Hopefully what happens yeah. is that they come to the table and put it out there right. and someone answers for that. If you know anyone or if anyone listening to this knows people who, you know, who are in a position to speak on it, I would like to have that conversation and find out what was the thinking going on there because they're gonna create a split. Oh yeah, they're amongst yeah, gun guys. Yeah. And it's already happening. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I've seen it, you know, just, you know, through interacting with a couple, I mean, I'm part, I'm partnered with both second call defense and armed citizens legal defense network. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I've seen it from the competitive side, you know, uh, because it does affect people that we have relationship with. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interestingly, Marty Hayes was not disinvited. Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network was still invited to NRA, uh, whereas USCCA was not. Uh, which that makes okay, it why? Yeah. What's the difference? You know? Yeah, exactly. And and the NRA, you know, they do things like this from time to time. Um, so does the and what is it? NSSF, the the guys yeah, that put NSSF. on yeah. the guys that put Shot on Shot Show. Show, they do the same thing. Right. And uh, right. I'm not even sh- I'm not convinced those are even gun guys. That, that uh put that on to be honest with you i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna say that about I, NRA. I don't know. yeah but, yeah um you know i'm not happy with those kinds of things going on in the gun community yeah. you know but so you know what i mean we've been probably doing this for over two hours i don't even know i just yeah <laughs> i know you've, I gotta been, get, you've got work I gotta to do. <laughs> yeah you gotta mow the lawn otherwise you don't get to sleep yeah. in the house no, I know. I, trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I want to thank you for jumping in here. I All was right. planning on having you on some other time. So you need to come back and do that. But uh, thanks. Yeah. for you know, this was like stuff that, that just spur uh, of the moment. Yeah. And, and we're going to be doing this every day. So, you know, anytime okay. that you have something to, that you want to get off your chest or whatever, please get in touch with me. And I will absolutely, uh, you know, allow you to come on here and talk about it. And Very anyone cool. else out there that wants to do that, um, please feel free to get in touch with me. My email is hankstrange at gmail.com. Let me know. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing this. I want to thank everyone who's been watching, listening, commenting, and all that stuff out there. And thank you, Robert. Thanks, Hank. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'll right. try to get Tim on with you. Okay. I'm going to stop it now. So just hang out there. I'm just going to stop it going live right now. <laughs>